Welcome to one year. Since of- we started this disaster. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, though, at least. So there's I that. Lo- I love how we call it. I found, I found the quarter. Um, I love how um, we keep calling this a shit show. Yes. And a disaster. Yeah. But it's it's the far, like it. We've been into it for a year. So how yeah. how 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 bad of a disaster is it actually if we've made it this far? Uh, not terribly. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, people people still listen. So there's that. Yeah. So, so that's like, cool. Thanks, everybody. That's neat. Yeah. Do we need to like recap of like shit that's happened between like yeah. when we first started? Because like when we first started, we were at my dad's house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ghosty, we the ghosty, yeah, the ghosty was banging on the wall and walking down the hallway. He was. He um, loved to like tip tap on the inside of the closet to scare me. That was rude. I'd like take God. my headphone out and like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> We're both like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting pissed because it's like that's more editing I have to do. Like, yeah, seriously, cut you the just shit. Shut up, Jeremy. I don't know if that's his name. Sorry if your name's Jeremy, but that, I don't. that ghost was a dick. That ghost was a penis, but it's not. It's no longer uh, our problem. It's the That's new true. Owner's, it's the new owner's problem because my dad sold that house. We should write them a letter. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck no. Because they'd be like, can you come back? Absolutely not. Nope. I nope. Look at that. My whole fucking schedule is busy for the rest of my life. I am not coming back to that house. I'm so sorry. I think I left my fridge burning. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> my fridge is running. I gotta go catch it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see that happened and then we put two and two together that i haunted the house yes we did that was that was a, an adventure yeah that was and a th- time and that started a whole like five page paper that i wrote of oh let's collectively unlock some memories that i put in the vault and string this this bullshit together of yeah ouija boards are bad <laughs> and then everyone collectively makes fun of me for doing that but i deserve it i deserve it i deserve it made fun of yeah so i've bit. gone on a few other podcasts and told that story. Um, yeah. Oh, um, Spun Haints. Yeah, I was on there. Sup, dogs. Um, I did do um, Stories of Sapphire, but I don't think that episode has aired yet. But she Soon. Said it yeah, she said it wouldn't be till like, later, later. And I was like, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah. No big deal, um, my man. And then... Um, Somebody else. The West London Witch. Hell yeah. Which, which is funny, because she moved out of London I don't want to make that joke. So it's like you're not Rip. the West London witch anymore. No, but she's super. She's super nice. I had a I had a very wonderful time talking to her. But um, that's so nice. Yeah, I pretty much one of the other podcaster guys was like, "Man, you're really like whoring yourself out for this this story, right?" And I was like, "Yes, uh huh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I will let tell me, it. Let me tell you my life story. Yeah, how I haunted. Have you haunted your? No, you haven't. No, Sit absolutely down. not. No, because I know not to touch Ouija boards with a bunch of other like thirteen year olds." You have so, a Ouija board. Correct. But I don't invite 13-year-olds to play with me. I wasn't. I was like... Younger than that? 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even think I was 13 at the time. It was like seventh grade, yo. Huh? Well, the next can time I... you're here, we can play with a Ouija board. No. If you want. No, like in my house, not in your house. Bruh, I didn't play with the Ouija <laughs> board at my house, and it still okay, followed yeah. me home. Fair Fuck enough. no. Fair Fuck enough. no. Okay. All right, good point, because honestly, out of the two of us, it would probably come fuck with you, because I would just say, hey, if you're going to turn the lights on and off, you're going to have to pay the bills, and And it would leave me alone. I wouldn't. I'd cry. Yeah, that's probably correct. Yeah. I'll be real. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. I would fucking cry, so. Well, I I appreciate your honesty. (laughs) Yeah. 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 
Haunted your so, own house. Haunted my own house. Um, started a cool, like, little podcast group. So I met yeah. some other podcasters. That's been pretty pretty nice, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah well, it's helped bring in a little bit of a revenue of people. Started started uh, doing tarot readings for other podcasters. Yeah. yeah. That, see, see, I knew when I started this, I was like, ah, we're just going to talk about ghosts. It's, it's like life-changing you've just been exposed to like you not so much me i'm just like fucking yeah yeah no it. i i straight up had a friend ask me the other day they were like hey how's katie doing and i was like she has fully embraced the woo-woo bullshit <laughs> and they went okay me too so i get it and i was like okay cool, great. man awesome. <laughs> cool man <laughs> who the hell asked about me uh betty boom from nightmare town oh actually i thought yeah. it, i thought it would have been candace maybe no candace candace Am I just, like, not remembering who this human is? Candace. Candace. Yeah. Nope. No memory. You don't- None. Candace. Are you serious? Candace? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Candy's nuts? I hate you so much. I hate you so much. You just disappoint me. I'm- I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) I just- (sighs) Because you could have done, like- Candied nuts? That would have been pretty good. Candy, just... Yeah, Candice, Candy's nuts. Candy's nuts. I don't know. Can they? What, mouth. Can they? Can they? I don't know. Can they? That's it what It depends on the size. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you reverse <sighs> owned me. Disgusting. So anyways, You're okay. Yeah, all right, cool. So that's who asked about me. Candice, fuck nuts. off. I'm so <laughs> upset. That's bullshit. Who the fuck put you in charge of a microphone? This is ridiculous. <laughs> You're the one who agreed to this. I mean, you're right, but you could that was before it. you started making D's nuts jokes. Listen, that is another thing that has developed in the past year. <laughs> you don't understand the amount of people who have come into my DMs on Instagram and have been like, hey, here's another uh, Ligma joke to try on That's Zoe. That's fucking ridiculous, you asshole. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> or give me jokes, too. Ugh, I'm so upset. Yeah, How go on you? Twitter. Go on Twitter and please give Zoe some jokes. Um, I mean, I, I also have a personal Instagram if you refuse to use Twitter. But, that's true. But I tag her. I tag her in a bunch of Which is very kind. Videos. Yeah. So like, well, it helps with the algorithm. That's the only reason why I would do it. Oh, that's rude. How could you? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the only reason you win. I mean, I don't want to tag me Ugh. either. Oh, okay. Fair. I could, I could just tag you if you want. No, no, no. This is fine. Proceed. Do what you need okay, to do. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, I've embraced the woo-woo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I'm, happened. I think I'm becoming more skeptical, actually. Like, I think things are really cool, but, like, after Gettysburg, I'm still not sure if something touched me mm. or not. So, like... Gettysburg. Uh, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, like, I don't know, because I, I felt something, but I can't, like, for sure be like, yeah, a ghost, a ghost touched my skull. I don't know. Well, I mean... It's strange. That just means we gotta go again. I mean, yeah, definitely. We also have or- to go to Sloss Furnace and like a million and one other places. So, well, there is another um, team up here in Virginia mm-hmm. that has been inviting me out <gasps> to go investigating. And I don't, I don't want to go without you. That's so sweet. Thank you. Yes. I was about so- to cry. I was gonna be like, that's so rude. But anyways, yeah, Gettysburg. No, we just, yeah, okay, so there's another group here Mm -hmm. in Virginia, uh, Campfire Chronicles, I think is what they're called. Oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, they're they're really cool. It's like guys who have been, like, um, investigating for a while, and uh, they've been, they said, you know, anytime that, you know, you and I want to head out, and I was like, I want to, but I can't, I can't go. 
I can't go without Zoe. That's true. That's true. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll have to go sometime though. That'd be really lovely. We need to schedule that. I ha- I met a paranormal investigator at work today. That was pretty fucking cool. Um, because she just she came through the the place that I work and I was like, hey, that's a Waverly Hill shirt. Have you been? And she have went, you been? <gasps> yeah. And then, like <gasps> told me all about it and like all the cool shit. And uh, apparently she's on a like quote-unquote amateur but they've been to enough places that she's like are we really amateur now so like i want to give her a shout out in case she actually comes and listens because that was fucking cool to meet you so yeah that was cool we can, we can interview her i i actually i was like hey if you're give interested her, in an interview get email me i did give her good i Fantastic. did yes you did i'm your, very you helpful did, you did uh you did your job i did my food's here okay good get it hang on one second okay Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> That's all I, I ever wanted. I just myself in the face with my headphones. Are you shitting me? That's payback for um, Candace's Can- joke. Candy's nuts? Yeah, for a candied nuts joke. Yeah, so we're going to go... Ghost hunting again. Yeah, we just got to get enough money to get you up here and then... Correct. We'll go, we'll go with some other um, yes. people who are good. And I, I think that'll help... A lot to have a group that oh art, for sure art amateurs you know or, or yeah. you know, at least have, have have done you know something because we were both like what hello do, do hi hello hi speak to us and then um, yeah. have the ovulus go the fuck off scare the shit out of me yes and then yeah. y- you get Absolute all terror. Yeah. for the rest of the evening so for sure yeah that's cool. that was a, that was also an odd experience yep I think it would be fun to get to go with a group um, I'm gonna actually see if I can acquire some humans around here that have done spooky ghost hunting bullshit. Because then, when you come and visit, we can do that here, too. Because there's a lot of spooky haunted shit in Tennessee, actually. So, Tennessee and Virginia, I think, are both just spooky haunted places because there's been people here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That is your mission. That is your goal, to find some people. So when I do come back... Perfect. Whenever that, whenever that is, I don't know yet, but I yeah. will do because we know people like, um, oh God, Shazam. So mm. mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. get a hold of him and be like, hey man, what's up? <laughs> you want to go somewhere close? Because I think that'd be fun. That'd be so nice. Yeah, we have to find something like close, close. But yeah, I can, I don't know, with with the COVID uptick, we'll see when that happens. But uh, that's also true. Yeah. I'm no. I'm not certain. We'll see what happens because we'll ugh, spooky. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, so that, you know, Gettysburg, we had our first ghost experience, and... That was cool. Now we're a year into this bitch, and here we are. Yeah. It's been a it's been a wild ride from, like, sitting in your dad's house to, like, now. Yep. So, it's, it's definitely cool. been uh, an experience. Yes. Yeah. It's, been, it's, it's been fun, though. It's been an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Just one long experience. Just one long... <laughs> one, one, one long experience one long dick that's all it's been son of a bitch you're supposed to choke on your food and laugh i'm upset space dick space dick yes okay talking about space dick but you want to know what is also space dick always (laughs) spooky stories Okay, 
Um, I'm like dropping food everywhere. I don't give a shit. Uh, it's one year, baby. We can celebrate. The cat's gonna be happy. He, uh, he, that. I gave him a corner, a corner, yeah, corner of a wheat, wheat thin. Uh-huh. He ate it. Of course he did. My cat loves potato chips. Yeah, anytime this- I eat like potato chips, he just okay. nom nom nom. Okay, Crunch. your 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 cat's from a dumpster though. That's also true. <laughs> That's not me being mean. Your cat literally came from a subway dumpster. Yeah, well, his his favorite food is supreme pizza. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh huh. I found that out because the people who were feeding him were feeding him supreme pizza. Why would you yeah. feed a cat supreme pizza? Because they were drunk assholes. But ah, it's okay. okay. Well, he's we- happy and healthy and alive, and that's mm-hmm. what's important. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, there's a thing that we're supposed to do here in this section. I think. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This one's just gonna be a big mess, and that's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because I am feeling it, Mister Krabs. I am feeling the alcohol. I'm so glad. <laughs> um, we're supposed to be drunk <laughs> for this, by the way. So start drinking up. I am almost almost done with my tall boy, bro. Mm. I'm way ahead of you, fam. You are actually. Um, as the kids say, woo, pour too much vodka in that. Okay. That's your problem. I didn't put any hard liquor in my beer. Okay. So if you want to keep supporting us, yeah, uh, just be sure that I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't want to keep saying shit show. It's just keep supporting, (laughs) keep supporting this, this fun time, this, whatever, whatever you want to label it. I don't fucking know at this point. Yeah. Just, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We got two tiers going on. We got a $7 tier. You get access to bonus episodes um stickers um access to the notes and there's just the five dollar yeah. tier where you get the uh, just a cool shout out hell yeah i've i messed that whole part up anyway that's okay um, we'll give you a shout out if you uh do subscribe to our patreon because that'd be pretty bitchin yes pretty great um, it's it's a fun time it's a time it's definitely a time i mean i think it's a fun time but you know that's not everybody's cup of tea it's a good cup of tea yeah because i swear too much but that's Fuck off. I mean, so, that, that is also a thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, that is also a thing. <laughs> so, uh, heads or tails? I want booty ass in, uh, you know, d- tradition at this point. First episode, booty ass forever. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say Always that the first ass. episode? I don't remember. It was first or second, because was... I also screened floor quarter. Yes, floor quarter. I, I remember that, yeah. I am, just for the record, one year in... Uh-huh. It's the same it's, fucking quarter. It is the same fucking quarter <laughs> that I probably found on the floor somewhere in the house. Uh-huh. And then you dropped it on the floor and it became floor quarter. And then I lost it on the floor and then you're like, uh-huh. it's on the floor. It's floor quarter. And I was like, all right, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, floor quarter. Here we are. Floor quarter. A year later and we have the same fucking quarter. Probably should wash it. It's probably a little... I mean, bathe it in Germax or alcohol. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just put it, put it in the vodka and you'll be safe. <laughs> i mean the quarter will be you won't it's like licking a penny um <laughs> well this vodka tastes like metal being on eh. a good time <laughs> what was, i was gonna say oh no i get shit for swearing too much but you call it uh-huh. booty ass that's true and no one no one has ever said is, a word about booty is, ass this is rigged this is bo- i want my money back yeah i'm gonna flip well too bad coin. too fucking bad <laughs> i <I'm> like- <laughs> <laughs> you bought tickets to this ride <laughs> you're here all right booty ass you're going first hell yeah booty ass time all right so before we start um as as per the episode label says this is our one year anniversary special <laughs> this, is, this is probably gonna be like two hours uh Easy. zoe zoe has i mean i'm saying that now as if we don't mm. like you know we're 19 minutes in post pre pre-editing right 
Certainly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'll it'll probably be around two hours by the time we, you know, stop, but you'll you'll know that as yeah. you're listening to this. Some <laughs> when inception. you see it and you're like, wow, that's fucking long. What happened? Right. So so this is gonna be a special. We pull we pulled out all the fucking stops. We got yeah. the most haunted places, most fucked up cases. Uh th- this is the anniversary special. The spookiest races. Yes. So enjoy yeah. two hours of some oh oh, also disclaimer. Yeah. Demonic, yes. demonic uh, possession in both stories, one hundred percent hardcore. Yeah, easy peasy, um, nice we're and talk breezy. About, you know, death, control, yes. all, deleting yourself from this world. Um, I've never ever thought I would hear that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like to say the S word because oh, know, so I okay. try to find other um, other ways to say it just, without yeah, saying other, it. I got yes, you. Yes, yeah, okay. so just. You know, you know, same day shifting yourself to the other side, you know, stuff Illusions like that. Illusions. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Because um, it makes good. people uncomfortable. And we don't want anybody uncomfortable here. So. I mean, I live in a constant state of being uncomfortable. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bees. Yeah. Bees. Okay. That's, so that's, that's, that's a decla- disclaimer. So we're going to go ahead and get started with Zoe and her topic today. Hello. As you introduced me on the first episode, Zoe Knowlton here. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Actually, I didn't. So. I didn't introduce you on the first episode. That, that <gasps> oh, was one no, of the, it was yeah, later was, on. Shit. <laughs> that was one of the feedbacks we got is like, you're not even introducing yourselves. It's like, no, that's part of the game, baby. Like, yeah, you don't need to know who guess. we are. Just listen. You don't know. Yeah. Whose voice is who? You'll never know. Yeah. Fuck and off. here we are. I don't think I need to introduce myself, but here we are. So yeah. Bobby Mackey's Music World is what I'm going to cover, which is probably one of my favorite scariest fucking places that's way too close to me geographically. And you and you want to mm-hmm. go, right? Absolutely fuck not. I refuse. <sighs> I will stand outside. If the you want to go, that's, that's fine. Yeah, the one fucking place, I'm good, dude. No, I'm good. I, I think all of the places that you don't want to go, I should go. Ah, that's fine. Like I said, I'll go with you, but I'm not going inside. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, all nope. right, cool. So this place is located at 44 Licking Pike in Wilder, Kentucky, which is like... Did you you say licking? Licking, Licking, yes. Like Like a cow licking a salt lick. Yeah. That's not what I was going to say. Licking. But okay. (laughs) Licking a dick. Is that what you're going to (laughs) say? Fucking rude ass. (laughs) I'm a lesbian. Why would I say that? (laughs) I made a mistake. I made a mistake. (laughs) Okay, so. I was... Licking Pike. I was going to say licking the mic. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Duh, Zoe. Jesus. Sure you were. Sure you yeah. were. Yep. Okay. okay. This okay. is off to a good start. So so licking Pike, Wilder, Kentucky, which is like northern central Kentucky because it's like right near Cincinnati. So like pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. So of course, as always, we're going to start with the history of this building. So this site originally was a slaughterhouse in the mid-1800s, and if anybody has read Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, you know that slaughterhouses didn't give a shit about you, or, like, safety, or, like, the FDA wasn't a thing, so, like, nobody gave a fuck, right? Did you ever read that? The yes. what? Say it one more time. Uh, Upton Sinclair is the author. The, t- the book title is The Jungle. Maybe. But also- Maybe. When okay. was the slaughterhouse? 1840? 1800s. Yeah, 1800s. No one gave a shit about lives. About anything. Period. Right. No one gave a shit about nothing. And, uh, like, so it's yeah, not okay. surprising. Touche. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a- anywho, this is a very bad time. Very bad time. Not good. So this is pretty gross, and I'm sorry because you're eating. So, whoops. 
But so like meat that would fall on the floor, it would just be like picked up and put back in the hoppers to get ground, right? Ew! There was no fucking FDA. Nobody gave a shit. Like Ew. whatever. Uh, sick animals were often used because you had an animal. You wanted to make money off of that animal. There was no FDA. Nobody get, gave a shit if there was pus in your food. Ew. Some workers often lost, like, fingers or whole hands in the machines, and the production would not be stopped. So that means that, like, some people ended up eating people with their beef. So that's pretty gross, right? I don't like that. That's disgusting. Yeah. And I mean, like, these were common things in slaughterhouses across everywhere. Because, like, Chicago specifically was a really big site for where a lot of farmers would ship their meat to get processed. And this was just, like, slightly south. So it was a smaller processing plant, but, like, right near, like, the big processing plants. Well, yes. apparently, like, human human taste, um... Like pig. Like buffalo? I heard, like, gamey. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've I've heard that people call it, like, long pig because it tastes like pig. Oh, so I don't okay. know. I have never eaten a person, so I don't know. A guy ethically ate his own foot. Yes. And there was also... This is gross. This is gross. And I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh, There was a a gentleman who, like, put out an ad on Craigslist for, like, hey, I would like to sexually cannibalize someone. And then a dude was like, yeah, man, me. And then they did, and nobody could press charges. So that was... Here we are. I guess so. I guess that's a win-win. <laughs> I right, because they, they like signed papers ahead of time. Like legally, one of the dudes was a lawyer. He was like, yeah, this is okay. This is what I want. And they couldn't press charges for murder because the guy was like, yeah, this is okay. I don't want to be here. You want to eat my body. Let's go. go. Let's win-win, yeah. I guess. No, yeah. no one lost. Oh, what the fuck? I mean, like oh. the world lost. Let's be real here. Like somebody <laughs> lost. It wasn't either of them, but like the world lost here. Yeah. Actually, I mean, hearing this story is a loss for us, so. You're welcome. You're welcome. Moving right along. Back to slaughterhouses. It's also said that the owner of the slaughterhouse at that time would dispose of anything if the price was right. So if you had somebody that you didn't really like, yeah, the right price, we could see what happens. Bruh. Yeah, so that's that's cool and fun and hip and new, right? That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely hip, but it's definitely not new. Uh, a tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sue me. <laughs> oh, no. All right, so eventually the slaughterhouse was closed. No big surprise there. Hmm. The building sat vacant and abandoned for several years. Of course, an abandoned slaughterhouse is like the perfect setting for spooky shit. Because, I mean, let's be real, like, that's that's perfect, right? Right, right, absolutely. It's rumored that the basement of the building was, at that point, used in satanic rituals in the late 1800s. Satan parties, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, then, in 1930, Bucky, Buck, not Bucky, I'm sorry, I've been watching a lot okay. of Marvel content. Yeah, I was about to say, what the fuck? Uh, Buck Brady, an entrepreneur, transformed the location into a nightclub called the Primrose. Sounds very prim and proper and fancy for the 30s, right? Oh, shut up. Prim and proper. No. Hmm. Anyways. He had a short time, but a fun time, before the club was taken over by the Chicago mob. So everything was cool. He was making money. He was having a good time. And the Chicago mob was like, absolutely not. Nobody gets to make money unless we're involved. Bruh. 
which is not good. Not Wait, fun, how, right? How close were they to Chicago? Pretty close. Like, oh, okay. Driving distance. Oh. Not oh. very far. That that damn mob. That damn mob. Son of a bitch. Yeah, Those the mobs came and just took over. So distressed and heartbroken, we have our first death. Um, Brady committed on aliving himself in the nightclub. Oh. So not so good. The mob took over and he was like, you know, that he literally lost his livelihood and he had no way to recover. So here we are. Under the mob rule, it was closed down for a short period of time and then reopened as the Latin Quarter and became a place for gambling and prostitution, of course, until it was shut down in the 50s. Then it went through. Yes. Why are there always like nightclubs? Don't make fun of my hand gestures. Why are there I always, am. Why are there always um, nightclubs, strip places? In the middle of nowhere in the south. Because they're less conspicuous? Because everybody... Like, like sh- um, city police are a completely different animal than country police. Uh-huh. Have you, you have you ever lived, like, in the middle of bumfuck nowhere? You haven't, have you? You've I always mean, lived in a city? Cookville? It does not count. It has okay. its own police force. No. Um. Okay, so I have a friend of mine that's actually a... Uh, I don't know if he's a deputy or if he's just a, a policeman, but uh, in a county that is around here because he's he's a county police officer, like the city has technically, a, like he's technically a city police, but he's uh-huh. also like a county police, he, but the area they have the to- outskirts, right? No, he handles the whole thing oh. because the city is so small. It's like less than three or 400 people. Like it's small. Okay. So he covers such a wide area. It can take them- 15, 20, 45 minutes to respond to a call because there's so few people in the area is so large. So if something crazy happens and you're in the middle of nowhere, sorry, we don't know when police fire or whatever is going to get there. And like, they don't even have like this particular place that I'm talking about. I'm not going to name it, but it doesn't even have a city fire department. It has volunteers. So if something happens, it's volunteer EMS, volunteer fire department. So the same kind of thing, like, you're going to put your crazy, like, businesses in small cities or small towns, because everybody knows that's where you go to get what you want, but the police are less likely to show up if something happens. Does that oh, make sense? Oh, yeah, because, yeah. like... Roundabout. I went to a strip club. hmm And it was in the middle of nowhere. We had to drive, like, 45 minutes to get there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fun, fa- fun fact, I went to a strip club. <laughs> fun fact, was that the one that I'm probably thinking of? It was the one and only time. I hated it. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming. Brid- yeah. Not yeah. not a good time. Yeah. Bridget the Midget was there. And that's not me. That is not me being uh, politically incorrect. Uh, that is the stage name that she goes by. Yep. That is. Yep. And it was weird. I can imagine. I can imagine so. Yeah. I, yeah. And my, my friend dragged me there. Um, yeah. She was like, yeah. you need to go at least once. And she's she's all like, she's a free spirit, let's say. Well, I mean that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah I'm and, I'm not I'm not yeah. that kind of jam. I like drag shows. Yes, drag shows are yeah. super fucking cool. So, anyways, okay, yeah. I just wanted to know why they're always out in the middle of nowhere. But also, I, I mean, feel like that's a theory. I don't actually know, but that's what I think. I feel like also they would get harassment if they were closer to town because not everybody wants to see that. But they're okay if it's that's out also of sight, true. out of mind. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 Here cool, we are. Cool. All right. Cool. Don't know. Good talk. Good talk. Good discussion. Good talk. So the club went through another renovation after it was closed down in the 1950s and became a honky-tonk club called 
the ro- the Hard Rock Cafe, which is no connection to the chain Hard Rock Cafe. Not the same. Uh, at this point in time, it was actually the site of several fatal shootings throughout the 1970s until it was shut down. So Why? Why were there so many shootings? Because you get a lot of people angry and drunk and they have their guns and they're going to shoot you. Oh, that's right. We're in Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, in yeah. Kentucky. All right. Cool. Uh, this may have also, I don't know what their legislation is like, but it could have been before uh, guns were illegal in bars. I don't know. But that's a thing. Me. In 1978, a country music musician named Bobby Mackey decided to try his hand at making the venue into a business, and the honky-tonk club Bobby Mackey's Music World was born. That damn Bobby Mackey. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just awkwardly stare at you until you remember what you did. Do you remember what you did? What? Do you remember what you did? Do you remember what you did? Yeah, I went to a strip club? No. No. Do you remember what you did to my notes? Do you remember what you did? Yeah? You remember what you did? Why don't you tell everybody what you did? asshole poopy mackies <laughs> you're a dick <laughs> i looked at that and i was like nope mm-mm, not today satan nope <laughs> we're not doing mackies. this today i changed it from bobby which i put it at the end of the notes while you're working on them so like it was well the i was at the line. other end wait what i was working on the other end of the notes you weenie oh see that's that was your mistake you don't work in linear order so uh, apparently not your your fault not mine yeah jerk so okay. I, I changed Bobby's from, from to poopies. That's rude. That's very offensive. <laughs> he's a nice man. That's very offensive. Isn't he dead? No, he's alive. The place what the fuck? The place didn't kill him yet? No. Oh. I'll tell you the story. You just wait. So this next section is titled Reasons? Question mark. Uh, because maybe these are reasons it's haunted. Maybe not. I don't know. That's up to you. So this is sort of true crimey. So if you're... Uh, freaked out by that you should probably skip a little bit but so pearl Bryan was a 22 year old woman whose headless body had been found in a field on february 1st 19 or excuse me 1896 by a 17 year old farmhand named johnny hewling bad start she was also five months pregnant and Ah. she had been alive while she was beheaded so not a good start not a good time it was discovered that she had been secretly courting with a man named Scott Jackson, who was a dental student at the Ohio College of Dental Surgery, and he was soon arrested for her murder. When he was arrested, he uh, implicated his roommate, Alonzo Walling, as well in the murder. There are several like speculations as to why she was killed. Uh, she was found with cocaine in her stomach. So it's it's speculated that the two men were either hired by her or by somebody else to perform uh, an abortion on her and gave her the drugs to like put her to sleep and then tried and botched it and things did not go well and they ended up killing her. Or another option um, is that her boyfriend just didn't want her to be around anymore. Um, it said that the two men were into like satanic rituals so they weren't sure if they were trying to sacrifice her or the baby or both in a satanic ritual that has been speculated nice right either way uh she did have 14 grams of cocaine in her system and it's yeah it's unclear why they were trying to kill her but when her body was found it said that bloodhounds actually tracked because her head was not with her 
So, oh. trying to find the head, they tracked it back to right outside Bobby Mackey's, or what is now Bobby Mackey's, but was, a, as the time, was uh, the old slaughterhouse. Um, some believe that they actually took her head to the basement of the old slaughterhouse, where there was the well for, you know, all the blood and viscera drainage down into the river, and satanic rituals on her head, and then threw her head down the well. I hate that word that you said. All of it. Which one? Starts with a V. Viscera? Yeah. Oh, viscera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the bits. All the all so. the juicy bits, if you know what All I mean. the juicy Blech. bits. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know you're eating. Ugh. So the, the hounds tracked the scent back to Bobby Mackey's, um, and nobody really knows why. Her head was never recovered. Never. Nobody knows where it is. Yikes. Um, yeah. Scott Jackson and Alonzo Walling were hung in 1897 after they were convicted of her murder. They were actually, they were executed together, and their execution was the last public hanging in that county's history. Oh, wow. Yeah, weirdly enough. Alonzo Walling, right before he was dropped, said that he would come back to haunt the area forever. Just fun uh-huh. fact. <laughs> fun fact. Yeah. And both men survived the initial drop and strangled to death some minutes later. Mm. So it was not quick for either one of them. Well, so uh, that's, yeah. that's unfortunate. During the time in the 1930s when the club was like mob run. So we've talked about Pearl Bryan's murder. Right. Now we're going to talk about uh, a woman named Johanna, who is the daughter of the like mob boss. Mm-hmm. Um that managed the club she had an affair with a man who was a singer named robert randall so he was like a really well-known singer right so she became pregnant of course Uh right Uh uh-oh uh pregante partners if you will (laughs) her, her father her father was very upset um with robert randall because he found out about the affair and was like not about it absolutely not about it so of course he used his mob connections to murder robert because that's what you do when you're in the mob yes no 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 i'm so sorry what? back yes. it up what? it's not yeah. he didn't murder him uh-huh. he wha- he whacked the guy he i don't know what him. you said he whacked the guy i'm i'm sorry can you translate that into not northern <laughs> or italian excuse me <laughs> i'm sorry i'm confused he he whacked him. What did he whack him with? You you are you being for real? No, I've heard oh, the so phrase. I, <laughs> <laughs> I almost had a heart attack. I almost just canceled this whole fucking show. You didn't know. What I'm that done. Meant. I'm so like, sorry. We can't do this anymore. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No. Okay. So <laughs> he whacked the guy. Right. He he had his daughter's boyfriend murdered because whacked. that's apparently what you do. Whatever. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> I don't care. So. Uh, she found out that, unfortunately, her lover was dead. She tried to poison her father, like, you know, for revenge, because that's apparently what mob families do, right? This is like um, some Shakespeare bullshit. Yes, it is. It's very dramatic. So she tried to poison him. Didn't work. She didn't She didn't give him enough. I don't know. He's a big dude. I have no idea. I don't know. Then she poisoned herself. So, not good. Okay. So that's the second woman- who was five months pregnant to die very close to this building or in this building. Not a good time. Yes. As I was slurping up uh, my my noodles. Your soupy whoop? 
Yeah, I don't know if you noticed uh, uh, there were udon noodles in this. It hit me in the Ooh. eye. I didn't notice it because I was looking at my notes, but Damn. I'm, I, shit, I'm disappointed in myself That's, for not a, seeing you get noodle whacked. Yeah, I'm a little upset because I'm wearing <sighs> fucking glasses and it slipped underneath my glasses and whacked me in the eye. <laughs> but go Welcome ahead. Welcome to the struggle of being a fucking glasses wearer. You think that they're <laughs> going to save you and they don't. They don't do shit. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, no, no protection. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. None. Absolute zero. It's terrible. So... Now, I would like to talk about Robert Randall, nicknamed Bobby Mackey. Interesting, interestingly enough, his name is also Robert Randall when Johanna's lover was named Robert Randall. That's Isn't that a little weird? fucking creepy. Yeah, just a little strange, right? Yeah, that's, that's too close. So, too close. It's the same name, literally. So... Robert Randall Mackey was born in 1948 in Concord, Kentucky. He'd always loved music. Like, you could catch him literally all the time singing, going at it, having a good time, right? When he was young, he worked as a railway man, but he never stopped doing what he loved. So, like, even when he was working on the railroad, he was still constantly singing. That's what people remember about him, even those that worked with him. Yes. Was he singing, I've been working on the railroad? All the live long day? Possibly. I don't really know. <laughs> could have been. You never know. <laughs> he could have sang Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I don't know. <laughs> Mary had Any a of them. little lamb. Oh my god. Yeah. Mary had a fucking lamb. I don't know. Okay. That seems like a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so he worked his way up to playing music, right? So he he would work on the railroad and then like play music. He worked his way up to playing regularly in three different clubs in Cincinnati by 1978. Damn. And he was actually considering moving to Nashville because he was a country music singer. Ugh. Which, I mean, it makes sense. Nashville, country music, they kind of go it, together, right? It does, but like, ugh, Nashville. Yeah, I, I, I got you. Yes, same. Okay. Yeah. So he did have a family, so he decided against moving to Nashville. He would want to like go there and record but he didn't want to live in the city. He wanted to be able to, like, be close to his family and, like, raise his kids and still do what he loved. So he decided, you know what? I'm actually going to create my own honky-tonk club. So. No. Guess what he did? Guess a what he did? honky-tonk club? Yeah. It's a honky-tonk club. <sighs> Duh. There's, like, a mechanical bull and everything. Oh, Jesus. I'm serious, Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So okay. a few of his friends were like, hey, man, you need to check out this place on Licking Road. And he was like, okay, cool. So he actually, when he was on the railroad, would ride past it on the train tracks all the time. So like he knew the outside of the building. Yes. Not all the time. Yeah. All the live long day. You are stressing me out. <laughs> all the live long day. Now, oh you, God. now you know how it feels. It's awful. I'm sorry. I take it all back. Thank you. That's all I ever <laughs> wanted. <sighs> so he said, and when talking about the property at 44 Licking Road, I always had a real strange feeling about the place. When I'd go by on the bus, I'd look at it and just picture what it was inside. But I never went in. When he entered it for the first time, he said, It has been shut up for a long time. It was all musty. Had some of the walls that needed to be taken out. But I stood up on stage and I had a vision in my head and I could see it working. So he knew, this is my place. This is it. Like, I can I can visualize, right? I'm so, so glad. So he, yeah, he and his wife, Janet, bought it that April. 
Bobby's oldest daughter, almost immediately after he purchased the property, refused to go inside because she said it smelled like roses on a grave. She's smart. Uh, she knows. Yeah. It smells like, like roses knows, on a grave. Yeah. Yeah, she, she knows what's up. But what the fuck does that mean? Uh, it means like it smells like fresh cut roses, basically. Oh. But also death. Oh. Roses and death. You know. <gasps> Traumatic. That makes me think of that other song. Which one? Roses on the Grave. Is that in a song? Seal? Yeah. It's the Batman song. Are you fucking serious? I don't know. I don't pay attention. (gasps) I don't know what things are called. Uh, I don't know. If you played it, I'd probably be like, yeah, but. I would. I I was actually going to attempt to do it, but no, fuck no, I'm not going (laughs) to. I'm Um, disappointed. I was kind of hoping I could coax you into it. Really? Rose? I don't know. You're going to have to do it again. No, fuck you. Did you blink? Did you blink? You need me to do it again? Shit. All right, keep going. I do. I do. I need you to do it again. All right. So we've talked about Bobby Mackey. We've talked about like the history of the building. So now let's talk about the early days of the club that he had just purchased and was pouring his life into, right? So as sometimes happens in smaller and smaller like southern towns, Bobby was approached by a young dude, like young guy, right? In 1978 asking him for a job because he was like hey man you're like working on this place like can i just come in and help you and you pay me is that cool so bobby not one to turn down hired help let the kid like paint and clean um and the kid was like 20 right so the, this kid his name is carl lawson and he was a local learner loner if i could talk with big glasses and like a dreamy air about him he actually ended up having a room in the building and he ended up being like the full-time live-in caretaker so he lived in a room that was in the attic above the bar so he was here all the time absolutely all the time my god correct absolutely not like you couldn't pay me enough to be a living caretaker at this fucking place no so one day bob and carl bobby excuse me bobby and carl or shooting the shit, just like talking. And Carl says, quote, You wouldn't believe some of the things that go on here. Carl ended up telling Bobby after Bobby was like, Hey, w- what the fuck does that mean? I don't understand. And Carl was like, well, eh, I don't really know if I want to tell you because it sounds crazy. And Bob was like, no, 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 tell me. Come on. So Carl ends up telling him stories of feeling like he's being watched all hours of the day constantly he would hear noises he would hear phantom footsteps when literally nobody else was in the building he would feel a dark presence and see shadow people all throughout the basement bobby understandably was a little freaked out and said quote carl i don't want to hear that i don't want nobody to know nothing about that here i am putting everything i got in here i don't want to be scaring people off before we even get started so that's cool oh fuck. that's fun that's fun right so Bro, Carl, it, oh, sweet boy, oh God. sweet boy Carl, <sighs> he kept living in the attic, keeping everything that he was seeing, hearing, feeling all to himself. He slept literally with a brace up against the door to his room and a shotgun by the side of his bed. Oh my God. All the time. Carl attempted to kind of keep Bobby updated about like supernatural shit, but Bobby refused to talk about it. Absolutely refused to hear it. Like, no, man, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to hear it. Like, no. Janet, Bobby's wife at the time, she has since passed. On the other hand, 
she listened to Carl, talked to him about it, and like straight up believed everything that was happening, that Carl said was happening. She herself had actually been attacked when she was alone in the building. What? So after they bought the property- What? She was walking, like, she was up at the top of the stairs on the outside of the building that led up to Carl's apartment. She was walking, like, down the stairs. She felt an unseen force grab her by the waist, pull her up, and then throw her down the stairs. Whoa! Mm Mm-hmm. Not a cool place, right? So soon after, she told Bobby, she was like, absolutely not, I'm not going in that building, I refuse to ever go back. Bobby didn't understand because he had literally never seen, heard, or felt anything. So he had he was like, okay, that's a little weird. Now my oldest daughter and my wife don't want to go in here? What the fuck? Ugh. So despite everything that was happening, they were able to keep the paranormal bullshit under wraps pretty hard until Bobby mentioned a few things, like a few of Carl's stories to a friend of his who was a horror writer named Doug Hensley. So Hensley, as soon as Bobby said anything, was like, oh my god, you have to tell me more about this. What the heck? So he went over to Carl and was like, Carl, you have to tell me all about it. Like, what's going on? And Carl, being a good person, because Bobby requested that he keep everything on the down low, was like, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that. I can't. Nope, I can't do it. And refused to talk about it until finally Bobby got so annoyed, he was like, Carl, just tell him. You've been trying to tell me for years. I don't care. Just do it. It's fine. So, Carl told him everything. All about the hole that was under the floorboards in the basement. It used to be a well where all the blood would drain from the killing floor during the slaughterhouse days because they had uncovered that. Why? Because Carl believed that it was a portal straight to hell. So, Carl actually, in his time living here, had gotten dreams and visions. And somebody was, like, someone who I think he called Charlie. I have it later in my notes. But somebody called Charlie would talk to him and tell him, hey, you need to go down to the basement and dig. So, he did. And then when he dug, he found the hole in the basement, which used to be a well but has now, like, collapsed in on itself. So, it doesn't actually lead down to the well or to the river like it used to. But at one point did, and now Carl is like, that's actually, that right there is the portal to hell, 100%. And it's still known as that today. Yeah, but like, you know, when I hear a voice in my head that tells mm-hmm. me to go do something, don't do that. Correct. Right. I would agree with that completely, yeah. Okay, yeah, because... Also, don't do that. Yeah, no. If something says, you should, no, 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 absolutely not, because that is something that is not yourself. If you think something like, I am or I should, that's you. But if you think you should, that's not a good thing. No, Ooh, no, that's, that's not a, okay. No, that's absolutely not. That's a good not. breakdown. That's a good... Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. No. Not okay. Ugh. I lost my place. <laughs> so Carl told him everything and told him about the portal to hell, right? Hensley... At that point, listened to Carl, and then he went around and talked to everyone else that worked at Bobby Mackey's and was like, hey, so, like, tell me the spooky shit that happens around here. So he ended up getting more stories from other people that worked there, and he actually wrote a book with Bobby's permission titled The Terror at Bobby Mackey's Music World. This is actually on sale, and you can buy it. Go to Amazon. Buy the book. It's pretty good. Why don't you buy the book? I didn't buy the book because I got all the information I needed here. I didn't have to buy the book. But all the shit's in the book, but it's like better. It's fine. Wait. It's fine. Hmm? If all the Wait, you say all the shit that was in the book is better? Yes. 
The book is really good from what I hear, but I have enough information to like build what I needed to. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, yes. Okay. But there okay, are still okay. other things that I think people should go read the book because I think it would be interesting and really cool. Cool. But Fair enough. Here we are. Bobby, actually, when, when the book was published, didn't think that it was going to go anywhere, but it blew up because it was published in the 1980s. Yes. That's what I was going to Satanic ask. Panic. Yep. Yes. Okay. All right, cool. Satanic Panic, my dudes. So, of course, Janet, Bobby, and Carl were all invited to appear on Jerry Springer, which they did, and then they what? were invited to appear on Geraldo to talk about it, which they did. Why Jerry Springer? I don't know. I didn't watch the episode, but I thought about it. I That's don't know. not what Jerry does. Who's the dad? Is it this ghost or this ghost? I don't know. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> oh, my God. So at this point, with Carl speaking more about the entities that dwell there, he actually started to have really terrible nightmares so bad that he could not sleep. Then it moved into him starting to have conversations with himself. He was well known at this point to talk to himself. Uh, later in life, he explained it wasn't him talking to himself. It was him having conversations with the spirits of Bobby Mackey's. Stop. Yep. He was having full conversations with spirits. Um, he actually ended up having to have a full on exorcism, which did take place in Bobby Mackey's as well. And at that point, once the exorcism was performed, he actually moved out of the building for his health. Good. Yeah. And, thank you. Yeah, and Bobby Mackey was like, hey, man, I love you. I've known you since you were 18 years old. You cannot come back in here for your own health. It's not okay. So he ended up hiring a different groundskeeper to make sure that Carl was able to take care of himself, which is, you know, that's a good boss move. I'm down for that. That's fine. Right? That's Great cool. manager. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm down yeah, for ten. that. He cares. Yeah. So, at this point, we're getting into the ghosts of Bobby Mackey's music world, and that is the rest of my notes. So, oh. at this point, now, after Bobby Mackey's has been open, you see a sign that says, quote, Warning to our patrons, this establishment is reported to be haunted. Management is not, underlined three times, responsible and cannot be held liable for any actions of any ghosts slash spirits on the premises. That's, that's cool. Fucked up. Yeah, that's cool, right? So most of the spirits in Bobby Mackey's tend to keep to themselves. Some don't. Some don't. Hey. There was one patron. Hey. Yes? Yeah. I'm gonna, What's up? I'm gonna um, crack open my cold one real quick. Absolutely fuck not. What? Take take a drink. Let me just do this. Let me just grip it, rip it, and sip it. There we go. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Very don't nice. apologize. Very Thanks. crisp. Very clean. This one's called uh, Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze. What Juicy the Haze. What the, f <laughs> the fucking some... names on these? The yeah, the IPA name is stupid. <laughs> Anyways, go shut ahead. up. IPA is delicious. IPAs are disgusting. I like pineapple on pizza and IPAs. Fuck you. Uh, why are we friends? <laughs> Just because. Hmm. So, as I was saying, spirit in the bathroom, basically. So this guy like goes to pee. Right. He goes to <laughs> use the restroom. <laughs> and, like, funny thing about Bobby Mackey's to me is, like, um, I did see, like, inside the bathrooms because there was a, a group that went that, like, film in the bathroom and you see what it looks like. And in the men's restroom, it's not urinals, like, singular urinals, right? It's like Ew. a fucking trough. Is it? No! <laughs> it's a trough urinal, Dis which makes me scream. 
Bless any man who goes to pee at a trough urinal because just, uh, no. You know, absolutely over, not. Over in China, Tell more, me. more like not city areas. Yeah. They only have troughs. That's fucked up. Both men and women. Well, eh, I don't like it, but. Yeah. And so I saw a TikTok of a Chinese woman. I'm assuming mm-hmm. Chinese woman, but uh, it, uh, a, a woman who had frequented over there. And she knew enough about it that she was like, yeah, let me teach you how to squat over a trough. I hate it. Like, thank Disgusting. you, but I hate it. Yeah, thank you for your service. Gross. That for the rest of us. It's very informative. I learned a lot. And what I learned from that is I'm never going to uh, China. Fair. I mean, hey, at least you learned. You know. Ugh. So, getting back on track. So, this man gets done at the trough urinal and goes to wash his hands like a good boy. Right? He's oh, the only well. person in the bathroom. So, wash your hands, 10 out of 10. He sees in the mirror behind him what he described as a man-shaped hole in the air with a cowboy hat. Which I hate (laughs) that phrase. Like, man-shaped hole? Absolutely not. With a cowboy hat, that's the part. The the cowboy hat's the important part. Yes, absolutely. Don't forget. Everybody has boots, too. (gasps) Did he have spurs? I'm sure. I'm sure. Fabulous. So... At this point, this poor man is washing his hands. He looks up and he sees something in the mirror behind him. So he turns around and he says, what do you want? Because he thinks it's a dude. And then it comes at him, punching, (gasps) kicking, clawing, and beating him until he passes out. So that's cool. That's fun. You you can't fight back? Absolutely not. You just go right through him. Correct. So it knocks the shit out of him until he takes a nap. What what a a pussy-ass... Because he has ghost bitch, right? Ghost bitch boy. Ghost, yeah, ghost absolutely bitch boy. not. Yeah. No. This is, so, this is about as bad as Sloss Furnace. Oh my God. It gets worse. So he wakes up and he runs out of the out of the bathroom like to Bobby Mackey and he's like, what the fuck? This is what just happened to me. Bobby laughs because <gasps> he assumes it's a joke because he doesn't believe in ghosts. How is the guy not like bleeding from his face though? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was all just, like, internal pain. I have no idea. But the customer, at that point, attempted to sue Bobby Mackey for $1,000, which is why the sign is up there, because he tried to sue him. Okay. And then the judge who got the case was like, this is fucking stupid, and, like, tossed the case out and was like, all right, buddy, I guess you better get good with a higher power, because I'm not doing shit for you, which made me laugh a little. But anyway. Ugh. The next spirit is Johanna. She can be seen wandering around. People actually smell her rose-scented perfume, which you remember earlier when I talked about Bobby Mackey's daughter that smelled the rose, right? I I remember, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Johanna has a very distinct, very strong rose-scented perfume. Bobby Mackey actually has written a song, one of his most popular country songs, about Johanna and her lover... Robert Randall, titled simply Johanna, which I have linked in my notes. It's actually a really good song. I like it. I don't like many country songs, but I like that one. I'll, I'll so take here we are. for it. It's good. I'm sure. So when they see Johanna, they see a beautiful woman out of the corner of their eye, and they feel like, or they'll feel tugs on their clothing, faint touches, sometimes see her face, like a very beautiful, sad face of a woman peering out of a mirror at them. Cat's cute. Cat's cute. He's super cute. Okay. So handsome. (laughs) 
Now this, this, my friend, is a real story actually recorded by the police. What? In the mid-90s. What? So a car lost control on the Licking Road and smashed into a telephone pole just outside of the club as it was driving down the road. So the occupants were killed on impact. Ooh. Right. Not good. Larry Hornsby was the first officer on scene. And as he stood there looking at the wreckage, a woman that was like dressed in a full evening gown came out of the club out of Bobby Mackey's Music World, walked over to him and offered him a pair of tablecloths, like white tablecloths, to lay over their faces because, you know, they were dead. And, right. Right. Like out of respect. The next week, Officer Hornsby came by to thank her for her kindness and as he got there, he learned that the club was not only closed and locked, but that no such woman fitting that description would has ever worked there or should have been inside. So that's fun. That's disgusting. That's kind of crazy, right? Ugh. That's cool. Okay. That's right. ugh. So the next one, Scott Jackson and Alonzo Walling. You remember them, right? And they murdered Pearl Bryant. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ooh. So they're actually said to be two of the dark spirits that inhabit Bobby Mackey's. As I mentioned before, Janet Mackey was pushed down the stairs, right? Bobby's right. wife. So she was later shown a photo of Alonzo Walling and Jack Scott Jackson. And she pointed at Alonzo Walling and said, that's the man that grabbed me and threw me down the stairs. That's him. Ooh. So that's fucked up, right? I don't like that. Ooh. So here's just like... A shotgun blast of, like, other things that people experience. Hit it. Loud footsteps and banging always around the well in the basement. So that quote-unquote portal to hell, right? Ew. Loud footsteps. Not little bitty footsteps. I'm talking, like, big bangy footsteps. You'll see someone standing behind you in a mirror, very commonly in the men's restroom. But when you turn around, of course, there's no one there, because why not? Except that one time. There's Except that one time that he beat that guy. Poor fella. <laughs> There's a room in the basement nicknamed the Room of Faces because every time, or not every time, but like pretty often when you look at the walls, you'll see a face on the wall that will just like sink back into the wall. Shut the So that's gross, right? F up. Right. So Ew. Ghost Adventures actually went here and that was one of the things that like they walk into that room and Zach goes, what the fuck? I just saw a face, dude. And the guy's like, yeah, man, this is the room of faces. That happens a lot. And it's just like super nonchalant about it. So that's gross. We're never, we're never going there. I told you. I fucking told you. Absolutely you're, not. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Ooh. I have no problem telling Ooh. you you're right. <laughs> we're not even there. We're not even done. So when people describe some of the spirits that they see in this building, it often matches historic photos of the people that are associated with the building, such as describing Pearl Bryant. Like, the only reason, fun fact, the only reason that they figured out who she was because she had no head, her body, right, was because of her shoes. Her shoes were, they came from a small town in Ohio, and they were, like, very sp specific to her. Okay. Like, special made for her because of her feet. So that's the only reason they figured out it was Pearl Bryant, was her shoes. So her shoes are very distinct, right? Yes. Why? What? Hmm? What's up with her feet that they had to be special made? I don't know. They were just special made shoes. No idea. Oh. Okay. But, like, okay, they, okay. they showed them to the, the person who made them, and they were like, oh, shit, yeah, those are Pearl Bryant's. Like, immediately knew whose they were. 
That's Damn. why they figured out who she was. Okay. But, so s- people will see a woman with, like, that particular dress and those particular shoes, and then they can, like, look at a photo of Pearl Bryant and be like, oh shit, that's her, yeah. So that's kind of sketchy. It kind of scares me a little. It is so specific. So, the apparition of a headless woman has been seen wandering around the inside of Bobby Mackey's. Ah. As well as the apparition of a tall man that is assumed to be Buck Brady, one of the original owners. So there's, both of them are like just chilling, hanging out, spending time at the place. Cool. I did read a story of a psychic who went through and actually saw the spirit of Scott Jackson and Pearl Bryant. And Scott Jackson was yelling at a headless Pearl that it was all her fault. So that's not cool. That's not fun. That's not good. Why? What's her fault? Oh my god. Uh, That he got caught? I don't know. Oh, oh, the the guy. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that murdered her. That's the guy that murdered Um, her, not the previous owner. Great. But also dated her. Weirdly enough. Because it was speculated that it was his baby. Oh. So, yeah, it's, eh, I don't really know. But, just yeah. Um, that same psychic later that evening also saw Pearl whole this time, but holding her head and screaming, my head, my head, it hurts, stop. Because you remember, she was beheaded while she was alive. Ah, God. So, uh, not so good a time. Not so good a time. Water faucets in the building will turn on and off by themselves, as will lights. So that's cool. That's fun. Hopping and happening. People report being tapped, having their hair pulled, having their skin stroked, being slapped, being scratched, and will later find handprints, full-sized handprints, scratches or red spots on their skin. That was like a... A roller Up and coaster. Down. Of, like a yeah, roller coaster. Like, oh, dude, you're getting stroked? That's not too bad. Oh, you're getting slapped? Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, oh you're getting scratched, scratched? Ooh, not fun. Okay, great. Mm. So there are in the building constant feelings of being watched. There are furniture and other objects that will get moved around. You will hear banging on the walls. You will hear phantom screams or laughter. People will see full, like, shadow people. They will see mists, and they will see orbs, all with their eyes or with cameras. Oh my god. Yeah. So, now we're on to my favorite section, uh, the Ghost Bros and Bagel Bites. That's what I titled it. Ghost Bros and Bagel Bites. Ghost ghost Bros and Bagel Bites and the Ghost Bros. That's what it's called. Uh, The Bagel Um, Bites Bros, excuse me. Yeah, there we go. I, I was like, a new section, like, how the fuck are we not done? But then I realized that they went there three times. A lot of times, yeah. All right, so, 2008, they go there for the first time. When they're babies. Very, literally the first episode of the entire fucking show, they go to Bobby Mackey's. Starting nice. high, my man. So they're interviewing, like, staff and patrons, and they hear stories from uh, someone that, like, there's a jukebox here, right? And, like, you can see the jukebox. And it would play the anniversary waltz, but it would play it when it was unplugged from the wall and the jukebox didn't even contain that song. So that's a little sketchy and a little weird, right? Don't like that very much. They also spoke to a man who was in the men's restroom that saw an apparition of a man with a handlebar mustache and a cowboy hat behind him in the bathroom. So he turns around and he's like, hey, man, what do you want? Like, what's good? What's happening? I don't know what you want. And the guy, like, looks at the metal trash can and the trash can flies across the room. 
That's what's good. So that's cool. That's, that's what's, what's good, my dog. That's what's up. <laughs> Don't like it. They actually interviewed Carl Lawson, and L- Carl like took them up to his old apartment um, that he lived in when he was there, right? And he talks about like the spirits and like how he used to sleep with a shotgun and like the whole nine yards right and then he points to the closet which would have been like facing his bed like the closet door and he had put on the closet a little sign that said in all capital letters go away and he was like yeah i used to when i was laying in my bed at night and i would hear them talking to me i would look at that sign and remember to tell them to go the fuck away why did he and have that- to put up a sign oh. to remember to say that because, I mean, if you're listening to it all the time, constantly, I mean, mm. you'd need a visual mm. aid to, like, oh, shit, I need to tell them to fuck off. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So that's, <laughs> that one, that one actually made me really sad. <laughs> he also recounted one night, like, like, he would, he would point at the sign and he would be like, go away, because he would, he would see the sign and he would remember and then he would, like, point to his door and be like, get out, go, get gone. And I was like, mm, sweet Carl. They did catch... While they were recording here, you know, like, they interviewed everybody, and then they were, like, walking around. Um, They caught a female voice crying on camera, on audio, which um, they were trying to connect with Johanna, so it's assumed that that was Johanna crying. Yep. Which is very sad. The most important thing that happened in this investigation, in my personal opinion, Zachary Bagelbites goes downstairs into the basement. Right, Every, the, all three of them are because this is Zach, Nick, and Aaron. They all go into the basement and they're provoking as they do. Right, very first episode. Zach all of a sudden is like, like they're right near the well, and he goes, "Oh my god, my back hurts! It's like burning, this. dude." Yes. So they pull up his shirt, and literally on camera, you can see like red scratches, and then the longer the cameras on them, they get bloody. So it's yep. not just like they're red, like they're bleeding. And he keeps complaining about it, like it's getting worse. Not a good time, right? Not fun, not enjoyable. He gets pissed, like as anybody would be, right? You know, like, hmm. Baby Zach, so, not knowing what he's doing. Sweet, sweet, sweet baby Zach, sweet baby Zach. <gasps> oh, so they leave this room and they go to the other side of the basement and set up a camera. Right. And the camera is like pointing toward a wall that's like just full of junk. Like there's stuff over there that's like if anybody was over there, they would have made a shit ton of noise next to it. Right. Mm. And then they catch no shit, a full body silhouette of a man like stand up, turn and walk like 100 percent real. Like it's it's a little spooky. I don't really like it. It didn't make me feel good to see. But that's in Ghost Adventures episode one, season one, so for free. <laughs> it's gross. After that one, they went back in season four, episode three. So like, or excuse me, season, season, yeah, four, episode three. I don't know. 2010. So like two years later, they go back and they start the episode off talking about what happened after the last time they left. Yep. So in between, they had done like a community ghost hunt event thing right so before that though aaron had something follow him home not like a good something like a very bad something oh yeah for sure 
So Aaron and his wife at the time would have like really intense dreams. Um, he recounted one of them where like a like Bobby Mackey was outside their window banging on their window to be let in, which was a little strange, right? And then they would have like severe nightmares about the building and his wife who had never been there could describe what the inside of the building looked like. Like Whoa. not a good time. <laughs> Not a good time. Yeah. So, like, Aaron would go on the road, and his wife, like, her nightmares would get worse because he wasn't there. So, instead of splitting between the two of them, it was just fucking with her. (gasps) Not a good time. Unfortunately, as a result of what followed him home, um, they ended up getting a divorce. Um, They're still really good friends, but they just can't be married because of Aaron's job. Like, it's just, it's not a thing that she can handle which is totally understandable right like i could not yeah. be married to somebody that brought shit home no not okay so not a good time um aaron it turns out was not the only person to have shit follow him home zach also had a lot of issues after this first time that they went um he had he described his house after this as almost like the poltergeist like, if you've seen those movies, like, it was that bad. Um, he had, like, stuff getting thrown around his house. He had, like, knocks on the walls. He would be woken up, like, really early in the morning with just that sense of panic. Um, he actually had a girlfriend at the time that they were getting tormented to. Um, he had a girlfriend that would wear a crucifix to bed, and he remembers um, her waking him up screaming because the crucifix got ripped off of her neck. Mm. in the middle of the night so not a good time not very conducive to healthy relationships not fun no other people who were on this live ghost event with them also had shit happen so there was a woman who was staying in a hotel the night that they had this live ghost event and or the following day i suppose she woke up in her tell her hotel room the night after not because of a dream but because she felt like something was in her room that had triggered her fight or flight sense. So it wasn't a dream. It wasn't something that had happened the day before. It was like something in there with her was freaking her out. Oh, God. Not fun. Not good. Another man who went to the same ghost event suffered from severe nightmares to the point that he couldn't sleep well for a few months. Like, he would have... Nights that he was, like, just on the verge of sleep, only to hear his name whispered in his ear, and he would snap awake. Like, not a fun time, not a good time. Mm-mm. No one's, no one's having fun. No one's having fun. So they had a bishop that went with them. It was actually the, the bishop that they spoke with in the first episode as well about it, and they and he was like, ah, that's a bad idea to taunt things. You're fucking dumb. What are you doing? <sighs> not Not good. That bishop went with them to the live event, and he was physically attacked, because of course he was, because you're a man of God in a place that's not so good. (sighs) He had a digital recorder, and he was talking to, or trying to communicate with some of the spirits, right? And it literally gets smacked out of his hand. Like, just, just like, fucking yeeted out of his hand. And he, afterward, had scratches all on his hand. So, like, something did not want to talk to him. They, this group that was there on that ghost event had, like, an early version of an ovulus that they called a hack shack that was, like, a mix between an ovulus and a um, spirit box. And it would, like, pull words from the white noise. It would get, like, really personal with everybody in the room. Um, It got really personal with Zach, actually, and let him know 
that the entity, whatever was talking through it, knew what his childhood nickname from his dad was, which was Z-Man. So it called him, it was like, I know what your name is. And he was like, yeah, what's my name? And it goes, Z-Man. And he went, oh, fuck. Okay, whoa. Whoa, buddy. Not fun, right? Whoa. Not cool. Because nobody calls him that except his dad when he was a kid. There was another woman who was on that same ghost event communicating with something. And the spirit box picked up a little girl's voice saying, Mommy, Mommy, help me. And it sounded just like her daughter. And it freaked her out. She had to, like, step out of the building and call her family and be like, Is my kid okay? What's happening? Like, it sounded enough like her kid that she was like, What the fuck? Oh, God. fuck. Yeah, not cool. There was another point on the same ghost event that Zach was separated from the group. Like, he was overdoing his own thing with, like, a separate bunch of people, right? And Nick was with this other group. And they hear Zach's voice come through on a digital recorder, say, or on the radio, on on the actual, like, radio that they're using, say, guys, help, get me out of here, please. Like, Zach's voice. Nick has known Zach for a long time and is like, dude, that's fucking you. So they run upstairs to check on Zach and they're like, dude, are you okay? What the fuck? And he's like, what? What? What's wrong? I don't understand. What? And they're what? like, dude, we heard you on the radio ask for help. Are you okay? And he was like, I didn't fucking use the radio. What are you talking about? And then somebody's re- reviewing their EVP and they catch Zach's voice saying something else on the EVP that nobody heard with their ears. So they play it for him and he's like, oh my fucking God, that's my voice. Dude, that's my fucking voice. I didn't say that. I wasn't even with you. So this thing can mimic. So that's fun. That's cool, right? Whoa. It makes me really uncomfortable. That's... (sighs) Ghosts that mimic the voices are... (sighs) Those are demons, my dude. Those are demons. Those aren't ghosts. So during that same night, Aaron started to feel really dizzy, really bad, like super emotional. And the thing that they were using, the hack shack, said, like, as soon as he he out loud says, I don't feel so good, dude. The hack shack says, family problems. And this was right after he got a divorce. So he, like, he breaks the fuck down. Like, he has to leave the room because this thing is getting really personal. That's not cool. So that's kind of gross that it knew that. That, that demon's a dick. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, we're not going to go ever. Ooh. So during that episode that I watched, there was a video of Carl Lawson being exercised, and it's not pretty. It's not It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. Um, he, in the, in the first episode that Bobby Mackey's was in, he talks about being, like, having the exorcism. And then it 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 wasn't it wasn't a good experience for him. It did it wasn't fun. Um, so he has his pastor there, and his pastor is like holding his hands across the table and says, "Leave him." And Carl can be heard screaming in a voice that is not like his own, like very uncomfortably different. Um, say, "I don't have to go nowhere. This body is mine. This body is mine," and just keeps repeating that. And Bobby Mackey actually is shown that video in this episode. And watching it, he says, Carl wasn't an actor. He was in no way, shape, or form an actor. It doesn't sound like Carl. I don't know how, what that is. I don't scientifically understand. So that's, that's not fun. That's not enjoyable. This is gross. Yeah, this place is not good. (laughs) 
So during the actual investigation in the second episode, after they're like going through people from their like special ghost hunt event, they capture footsteps, unexplained music, unexplained humming, and a lot of EVPs. One of the EVPs was come to me. Another Uh EVP was I can't go back in there. Oh, a third EVP was don't fuck it up. Which kind of made me laugh. Um, And then also I would like to note that they also in this episode brought that same bishop in to investigate with them. Because what do you do with the demon infested place? You bring a priest. Because that's a good idea, right? So they capture an EVP that says it's going down with the bishop. Hmm. I don't like it. Oh, it makes me squiggy. Um. The bishop actually, he he sits by himself at one point with, like, the EVP thing on, and he's just chilling, like, talking, trying to provoke the spirits. And um, in response to him talking, someone in an EVP says, fuck you, to the bishop. <laughs> and he's just like, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next EVP they catch is to, Zach, or to Nick, actually, and it says, I'ma kill your wife. I don't like that one. I don't like what? that one. But he doesn't have, he's never been married, has he? He is, yeah. He's married. Yeah. He's Nick married is married. Now? Nick Groff, yeah, he's married. You said, did you say Zach or did you say Nick? I started to say Zach and then I backed it up and said Nick. Nick. Okay, yeah. Nick's Nick. wife. All right, cool. Nick yes, Groff. Nick is definitely yes. gay. Married. He's yeah, married cool. with at least one child. Yes. So, but to Nick, it says, I'm going to kill your wife, which is not okay. Um, so back and forth between, like, Zach and the bishop, both of them are, like, in the same room and, like, talking, and they capture an EVP that says, gonna hurt him. And then a couple minutes later, they capture an EVP that says, gonna kill Zach. So that's cool. That's fun. Everywhere Zach goes, he makes friends with all the ghosts. Yeah, he's besties. They're besties. Kill is just a, a really nice way to say, um, hang out with or be friends. Right? Tickle fight? It's just a yeah, tickle fight. We're just going to tickle fight. That's all. Yeah. Ugh. So when they're finished in the basement, they take their friend, the bishop, um, and the bishop starts to bless the basement in the hopes of actually, like, excising whatever spirits are there to try and let them free or, like, get them the fuck out if they're bad. So in the course of this, Zach starts to feel funny and he gets, like, really mad. Um, and that's about right. Yeah. And it's, it, things are not going well. He's getting really agitated. He's like moving around a lot. He's like angry eyebrows at everything. So the bishop is like, Hey, Zach, why don't you come here? Because he notices and he's like, come here, buddy. And has Zach sit down. Hey, hold this book. And like gives him a Bible and then ends up putting holy water on his forehead. And Zach's like, that fucking hurts, dude. To the holy water on his forehead, because that, that's Whoa. always a good, good sign. Good fucking sign, right? Ugh. Ugh. Um, mm, so, like, Zach is, he he realizes ahead of time, like, the bishop is like, this guy's getting oppressed, we gotta fix this shit. So, like, takes care of him, everything is cool. Unfortunately, um, also around this time, the bishop is like, I think we need to turn off the cameras, because for this next part, it's gonna be really uncomfortable. Because he knows that Zach is starting to get oppressed a little bit. What we find out afterward, later on in the episode, is that it wasn't just Zach, it was Aaron, too. 
So he didn't catch Aaron in time. So Aaron is like super angry, super fucking frustrated. And like actually afterward ends up telling the bishop, dude, I wanted to fucking beat you until your face was like caved in. Like I was not doing cool. Things were not okay. Whoa. So thankfully everybody is fine. Everybody made it out. Things are okay as they can be when you go to like a demon possessed place and shit follows you home, you know. So that's fun. So at the end of this episode, even after watching all the footage and everything that was captured in not only the first episode, but also this one, Bobby Mackey is still like, no, I don't really think this place is haunted because I can't explain it scientifically. So that's cool. Listen, that's cool. Poopy. Listen Poopy Mackey. <laughs> Listen together. here, boy. Listen, Listen, Sonny. Listen, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, there, boy. There's no scientific explanation for ghosts No. Yet. Right, we're yeah. working on that. We're working on it. So just, just wait. Listen, yeah, like I, I, I am a woman of science, right? I'm an electrical engineer. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking need science to explain that a trash can went across the fucking room or like three dudes. Yeah, I got you and your science and three dudes doing weird shit. Three I dudes, got you. Yeah. <laughs> Those three dudes doing. <laughs> Their their woo woo investigation bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I got you. I'm a little drunk. Let's do that, it. Me too. It's fine. So okay, so <laughs> my last story for you, my friend, oh, is I watched a lot of Ghost Adventures for this episode. So you just you just hang out. Cool. So Ghost Adventures did a special episode. Like they have a special thing called aftershocks, where they talk about like the places that fuck them up the worst, basically. Oh, shit. Bobby Mackey's was episode one, because why would it not be? So for this episode, like, Bagel Bites comes out and he's like, Bobby Mackey's is the worst place we've ever been. And it's the only place that Ghost Adventures refuses to go in 10 years. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, but that's like yeah. before Demon House. No, it was after. He and made he Aftershocks still, after. He still thinks Bobby Mackey's was worse than Demon House. I don't know if he thinks it was worse. I think it was just somewhere that made such a huge impact on him. Uh, because there's actually been, like, when uh, Ghost Adventures went on to Discovery Plus, he did, like, a little advertisement for Discovery Plus, right? And in that advertisement, he was like, Bobby Mackey's fucked me up. Like, it was not a good time. Like, he talks about shit following him home. And he talks about when I was young and a fucking idiot. So, like, he knows... Going in there and taunting the shit out of things were not a good idea. Was not, no. It's not no, a good no. idea. So, like, <laughs> he's he's aware. Um, okay. Which is kind of cool, because character development, right? Um, we love it here. Yeah, but, I mean, that was, that was, like, in the first, what, three years of him being, like, big? Because he got signed on with Ghost Adventures on Travel Channel, and then, like, two years later, he went back. And then he never went back again. And he's been doing this, what, like 15? I thought so. I thought he went a third time. Just the twice. Just two oh. times. I thought yeah. it was three times. No, he, he went two times, but then, like, in Aftershocks, they actually interview a bunch of people from Bobby Mackey's, but he refuses to step foot on the property, so he, like, okay. brings people into a property that's, like, in Kentucky, but it's, like, a farmhouse, basically, is what it looks like. It's, like, a barn like, it's, it's quiet and it's dark, but, like, it's not Bobby Mackey's, which Fair. I think is kind of fun. Fair. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense, because I was like, I know they went back three times. I think it's the Aftershock I'm thinking about. Probably, yeah. But 
So he refuses to ever go back, which totally understandable, totally fair. I get you, my dude. Absolutely not. I wouldn't either. (laughs) So the crew actually finds out that Carl passed away in 2012. Aw. And he was 54 years old. He discovered the well in the basement from Charlie, right, who who I mentioned earlier. It told him to go down there and dig. So Carl passed away in 2012, right? So they later on drove by Bobby Mackey's and, like, stopped outside and were like, Hey, man, like, Nick at, or, uh, Zach asked Nick, do you guys want to go inside? Like, do you want to go see Carl's, like, memorial thing? Yeah, thank you, memorial. And Nick's like, dude, I made a promise that I could not, I wouldn't go back in there. And Zach's like, who'd you make the promise to? And he goes, my wife. Because every time I come to this fucking place, like, I'm not the same for weeks afterwards. Like, I can't go back in. I'm sorry. So they don't go back in, which I think is a smart choice. Just with everything else that's happened to them. Yep. Ugh. And then the beginning of the episode, they end up talking with a friend of Carl, who is a, a current, like a mutual friend, um, and is a current guide, like a tour guide, whose name is Wanda. And Wanda tells them that during a tour recently that she was leading, there was a man named Mike who had like cut his finger on his car door when he was coming in the building. She offered him a Band-Aid and he was like, no, I'm fine. Don't even worry about it. They get like halfway through the tour in the actual building and he goes, hey, Wanda, I think I would actually really like that Band-Aid now because my finger won't stop bleeding. And the point in which they stopped was the spot where Carl had actually had his exorcism. And they have their EBP things out, right? You know, because they're like, they're doing a ghost tour. And they capture a voice that says, look at the Band-Aid, Mikey, as the Band-Aid is like getting put on his, like as Wanda's putting the Band-Aid on his finger. And that voice was 1000% Carl Lawson. Like, on the show, Zach is like, hey, Billy, can you, like, pull that up and run it against Carl's voice that we have actually recorded while he was alive? And they do, and it matches. Whoa. So that's a little weird. That's that a little sketchy. The the mimic demon. The spooky mimic demon. That's also possible, trying to yeah. lull you into a false sense of security. Good point. In that same conversation, Wanda tells Zach, hey... Fun fact, did you know that anybody that's in the building, we use your name to taunt the spirits? And Zach goes, excuse me? And she's like, oh, yeah. She was like, if we don't want to piss them off, but we want to talk about you, we call you the Z word. Because otherwise, anybody who has said the name Zach gets attacked in the building. So that's fun. That's cool and exciting. He, He actually, like, fucks up a lot of places. Yeah. Yep. That and the Washoe Club, I'll cover that someday. Mm-hmm. Because that one's really good. Yep. They, Ugh. like... Things get really active. Which, I mean, like, I get it, because they that's what they, they thought they were doing something good, right? Like, it just retrospect, hindsight is twenty twenty. you know? Not mm-hmm. so fun. No, he just, uh... Yeah, didn't he go to a place, and then they they asked patrons to, like, not say his name? I think Bobby that's Mackey. here. I yeah, think that's here. Here okay. or the Washoe Club, either one, because both yeah, of those what? were like their first two investigations, and like, ugh, ooh, spooky. Or he went, he went like hard in tarot, like yeah, like hard aggro, like really weird. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Okay. 
So when learning that people say his name to taunt the spirits here, Zach was like, I made a good choice and not ever coming back. I made a good call. Good call. (laughs) (laughs) And he definitely, this is the point where he's like, yeah, I was kind of stupid. Like, that was not a good choice to come in here guns blazing, like cocky as shit. Not a good idea. Wanda actually talks about like alpha male, like big I'm scary, like, pretending to be Zach Bagans types who come in. She gets, like, a few of those a year, and they always leave crying, like, in tears, terrified. Yeah, so I was like, ooh, that's not good. That's not a good time. So there was this one group that Wanda... Like, it, it's a, it's a, it was a group of skeptics, and in the episode, she's like, oh, yeah, they used your name, and here's what happens. So she talks about this group that comes in, they're all skeptics, they want to do this as scientifically as possible, and they use the taunting method, because that's obviously what you do when you're trying to get evidence, duh. No. So, <laughs> so they decided, like, they, they were up in the, the main club, and then they're like, well, we want to go into the basement where, you know, the, the thing, right, as you do. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This cat's so the fucking cat- cute. The cat fell asleep and just fell off the couch. <laughs> I love that cat. He's so that cute. Was, that was I love so him. funny because I was like, is he stretching? No, he's falling off. Oh, no. He's going to take a fall. <laughs> Sweet boy. Sweet he boy. Woke, he just woke up on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's sitting with like his back to the camera and he's like, this is fucking bullshit. She's laughing no, at me. A hundred percent. I did this on purpose. I meant to end up here. <laughs> This was all a ruse. He's so cute. Oh, my God. That cat's great. Oh, now he's looking. He's so cute. Oh, my God. Sweet baby. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, so, okay. So, this group, this group, right? They come in here and they're like, all right, let's go down to the basement. So, they get a stack of Bibles and they walk into the basement and Wanda's like, I don't think you should take those in there. And they're like, um, ma'am, we paid our money's worth and we want to do this. So like we paid our money. We're just going to take them in. And she's like, okay, I'm going to be no part of this. Absolutely not. Because you're going to get fucked. Good. Good on (sighs) you. Oh my God. (laughs) So she's like, all right, cool. I'm going to stand over here in this corner. No big deal. Everything is fine. I'm not with them. They're separate than me. So this group, right? This group is in here. And they're talking to this, this whatever the fuck is here, right? They're like right next to the hole in the ground, devil's bullshit, right? This one little girl, like she's very small. I say little because like she's older, but like she's very tiny. They all have cameras. There's like one dude that has a camera on the group. And that's the camera that you see in the episode. And this bitch literally... You see her feet come off the floor up, and then she's fucking out of frame. My cat, my dog just hit the mic with his face. So she just, she's gone. What she described is something literally picked me up by the tops of the shoulders, like grabbed me, picked me up, and pulled me backwards. Wanda said, oh yeah, she was flung about 10 feet backwards onto a concrete floor. They captured that on camera? Just a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, they did. Or at least they caught her being picked up. Yeah, they they caught her like you can see her feet and like the front part of her, like 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 about not this much, like not a lot, but like you can like see like part inch. of her. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe like an inch on the right hand side of the screen, and you see her feet, no shit, come up probably a foot foot and a half off of the floor, and then just fucking yeet out of frame. 
So that's cool. That's fun. I've never... Where is that? I'll uh, send it to you afterwards, because um, it's it's pretty fucked up, like, wait, just watching it, in, it. Is it, it in the Ghost Adventures episode? Yeah, it's in Ghost Adventures after, Aftershock episode one. Like, it's, like, partway oh, okay. through. Um, wow. It's, uh... <laughs> so that's cool. Um, and at the, at the end of that, Zach is like, so I hear that your group... Or he was like, did your group use my name at all and she goes oh no no we didn't do that not at all and he's like really that's interesting because i heard that you did and you know that's a surefire way to get attacked apparently and she was like no no we didn't do that we didn't do that at all yeah she did (laughs) the fucking way it looked i was like bitch you definitely did that what are you what are you trying to like hide from i don't understand Ugh. so that occurred that was kind of fucked up and kind of spooky right at this point currently, or when this was being filmed, which I think was like 2018, 2019, Bobby Mackey's was being renovated. And of course, any kind of renovation, the activity like upticks a lot, right? Right. So Wanda, who has never before been attacked since the renovations started, has been. So she was leading a tour group around. And there was a door that was, like, rattling really hard in its hinges. And she was like, yeah, if you want to open it, you can. So somebody went and opened the door. And then she said, quote, or she felt like, quote, a five, 600-pound Mack, tr- like, a five, 600-pound man or a Mack truck hit her square in the chest. She dropped to the floor and blacked out for a few seconds. And then after she, like got it together and got up she was like okay just relax like it'll pass because that's like anytime she's ever had anything happen to her before she's like you know just relax it's gonna pass it'll be fine this time it didn't it just sat on her chest and felt awful until she left the building and that is the first time she's ever been physically hurt in bobby mackey's so that's damn cool. That's cool. So she's about, like, hey, maybe no. maybe we don't do renovations. Is that okay? Like, let's just eh. leave it as it is. There's also a, another member who wants things to remain the way that they are and not be renovated. And that is the uh, security guard. He has worked there since, like, 2008 when the first time that the Bagel Bites boys went, right? He hung out with them. He's done, like, ghost tours. He's been, like, involved the whole time. And it's gotten to the point where he will tell Bobby, hey, man, I'm fucking done. I quit. And, like, hand him his keys and then call him the next morning and be like, hey, I'm here for my shift. Because no matter how many times fucked up shit happens to him, he's like, well, like, the place just draws you back, you know? So he'll show up even when he says, I quit. I'm done. Every day. My guy. Yeah. My like, guy. Maybe not. Maybe not. Just just don't. Just be done. It's okay. So he, uh, during the live event, had some panic and some, like, really bad feelings. And he started to get, like, really angry and just, like, really worked up and not knowing what was happening. Like, anytime anybody would ask a question or would say something, he'd just get really angry. And the bishop who was there was like, hey, hey man. Hey, man. Come here. And, like, talked to him and ended up giving him a a symbol, like, a a religious symbol. And he put it on. He was like, dude, that fucking hurts. And he goes, good. I'm glad it hurts because that means it's working. Uh. The guy was, like, pretty, like, oppressed, moving toward possessed, right? Since the remodeling has started. Like, he, he has worn that religious symbol every day of his life since then. Every day. Because he's in Bobby Mackey's every day. So, since then... 
since the remodels have started, there was a fist fight that happened that he he also works as, like doubles as a bouncer, right? He's a security guy. So he went in and broke these dudes apart and like got them out to their vehicles and like sent them away, right? And then he reached for his medal and it was gone. And he can't find it. Like, anywhere in the building, outside the building, like, neither of the dudes had it. Like, he doesn't know where it went. And since then, he's been kind of panicky about it because it's gone. And he had uh, some coworkers notice, hey, man, you're not acting the way that you normally do. Are you okay? Is everything all right? Like, what's going on? And he was like, dude, I don't, I don't know. So he actually reached out to Zach Bagelbites and was like, hey, man. Whoa, uh, what do I do? Where's that priest? Like, what? what's that dude's name? Like, Bishop so-and-so? Like, where is he? Um, got the guy's name, contacted him, and was like, hey, so I lost your medal. What do I do? So he met with him specially, prayed for him, and helped fix some things that were happening because he was moving back into that oppressive state. So that is Carl Lawson, that security guard, Zachary Bagelbites, Aaron Goodwin, all that have had just that that small group, four people that have had demonic oppression possession instances with this place. So, no, absolutely the fuck not. I never want to go. I'm good. I'm perfectly content not to ever look at it. Like, I'm happy. So. We're not going. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> at the beginning of this, I was like, I don't want to fucking do it. And you were like, but why? I think it'd be fun. No, absolutely. Fuck that. I'm not down for any oppression, possession bullshit. Told you. Okay, fair enough. It's awful. Are we done? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That is the entirety of Bobby Mackey's music world, and I fucking hate it. You need to go for a fucking walk. I'm so... I just want everyone to know that my apartment is lit the fuck up right now. (laughs) Like, I am so glad that I bought that LED lamp for my living room. Hell yeah. You can see my apartment from out of space right now. Every single light is on <laughs> in the apartment. So. I love it. Well, um, mine's not. I've got the 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 light inside on. The one yeah, in my living room. That's you it. Have ju- you have Juice Boy upstairs, so. That's true. I don't have any except the also, cat. That's true. I also have Gary and, like, the cat and the dog. So, like, I'll yeah. be okay. You're, you're fine. Yeah, it's fine. You're fine. You're fine. fine. You're fine. There's a TikTok going around of uh, Adam Driver. I love Adam Driver. Apparently, he's in like a new, I don't know if it's a TV show or another movie, but he's sitting at like a diner. Mm-hmm. And he like puts some soup in his mouth and he puts the spoon back down. Like gives like an aggressive, like okay hand signal. And he's like, that's some good soup. I love Adam Driver. I'm actually 100% convinced that he would be the best young Snape possible. Yes. And I think that they should make a whole series about Snape. After, like, during the first war and, like, him becoming uh, Dumbledore's inside man, I feel like that would be really good. And, like, the the show culminates with him, like, finding Harry. I feel like that, like, after Lily's death, I think that would be fucking cool. That would be pretty tight. Pretty great. I'd be down. Be dope. Yes. Okay. Be into it. All right. It's 1030. It is. It's fucking late. Two hours in. Still have to do my part. Yes, we do. So, uh, tell tell me the mid roll things, and then the rest of oh, your story. Oh, oh. Yeah, I got you. Mid roll. Tell me. This is the part of the podcast where we announce. Um, what do we do? New Patreon members, but we don't have Ooh. any this week, and that's okay. We, we have. <gasps> we do. But they didn't fill out the form. God damn it! 
Bruh. Bruh. Well, wait, hang on. Let me check okay. and see if they did. Let me okay. check. Okay. Let me check. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to, like, jokingly berate them if they didn't, if they actually filled out the form. I don't think they did. I Shit. didn't get confirmation that they did, so I'm still waiting okay. for them to fill it out, because some people don't want to be announced. I mean, if you don't want to be, that's fine, but let us know so you can get your sticker, okay? Yeah. So, if you're that if you're that person that just signed up on August 23rd, please be sure I sent you an email, a thing that's like, hey, fill out the thing. I also want to get you your sticker, and also you could drop a name if you want to be announced. Yes, please, because I would like to celebrate you, my friend. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you also want to drop us a review on iTunes with that some constructive, lovely. constructive feedback, that'd be great. And if you, uh, la la la, if you're on Spotify, there we go. Please be sure to drop um, that or smash that follow button, and then anywhere else you're listening to us, do the be thing. Sure to do the thing, because if you like what we do, rate and review. That would be much appreciated, Thanks. and it would make us very happy. Because whenever we get a good review, I cry. And whenever we get a bad review, I also cry, just in the negative way. <laughs> I update so. the Karen board. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, either direction, if you want to give us something, do the please thing. Don't leave, please don't leave a negative review to get on the Karen board, please. I mean, like, don't. What do I have on the Karen board? It's not cool, and it ruins your whole message. I yeah, that. Karen to, yeah, I need another Karen to drop. No, don't. you don't. Don't you don't. No. Stop. No, I don't. No, no I don't. don't. Please, please don't. Please don't. If you want to leave a five-star review and just be like, they swear too much, then I'll update the yeah. Karen board. But two is too many, okay? Please, please, please. <laughs> please. Okay. All right. Ready? <laughs> yes. Tell me. Spook me. I am prepared. So My body is ready. This is six and a half pages of notes. Yeah. Mine was right at six. Let's go. Well, I have a picture too, so it might be right at six. I okay. put a picture. I put a pretty. I put a pretty picture. Ooh, so, pretty picture. As the title says, I'm covering Demon House. <gasps> let's let's see how well I do this. I'm a little t- I'm a little tipsy. We're I believe there. in you. Um, this is definitely 100% demonic possession. If you do not like that, I still don't know why the fuck you're here after Zoe's episode. But uh, here we go. <laughs> Tell this, me. This is this is also known as the exorcism of Latoya Amons. Yeah. Or or the exorcism of the Amons. So um, it could also be called the uh, two hundred demon house. You know, or more than one. The, yeah, or the like the demon house of Gary, Indiana. It's 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 called it a, a bunch of things. But uh, because of Zachary Bagelbite's uh, documentary that went on here, it is collectively colloquially known as the demon house. Yeah, it's it's gross. Yes. Okay. So I I do want to say though that this website called Indie Star, I N D Y Star, Indie Star, they did a wonderful job of putting together a article on this, and that's okay. where I got most of the information. So if you do if you don't have access to the Demon House documentary, which I will get to later in the uh, of the telling of this, if you don't have access to that. Um, the Indie Star does a, a great job telling, you know, what's happened, what goes on, and probably more detail than I put. So if you want to go check that out, you, you know, feel feel free to do that. I'll also link that in my notes. Reasonable. All right. Perfect. Cool. All right. So to get started, the nightmare of events started on November of 2021. Sorry, 2011. <laughs> I'm drunk. See, I can't. We're done. 2021. Right, so 2011. Okay, that's still more recently than I would like. Did you know that we're closer to 2050 than we are to 2000? I need you to shut up. 
No, we're not. No, no we're not. 1990. There we go. Yeah, there. That one makes sense. There we go. Because I was that about to say, sense. no, 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 no. Not quite. See, I'm drunk. Give it like four more years and then we'll be the midpoint. Yeah, you're right, actually. I hate it. <laughs> in four more years, I'll be 31. Yep. In uh, one more year, I'll be 30. I don't want to talk so about excited. it. Where do you want to go for your 30th birthday? <sighs> I don't know, actually. Somewhere, somewhere spooky. Spooky and fun and... I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll see. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll workshop it. it. We'll figure it out. I'll be. I'll be sugar mama ready by then. So Work we'll... in progress. <laughs> WIP. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I am a WIP sugar mama. Um, <laughs> sugar babies. I am looking for a sugar Just baby. Don't say that. <laughs> you get applications. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know my email. I am the one who looks mostly at the emails. Anyways, that's also true. Although I do get the notifications, so don't put any pictures in there, please. Yes, I always know that you look at them because I'll be like, I didn't read this email. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't put pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I just got that. (laughs) Are you surprised if someone's like, I have a sugar baby application? They're going to put pictures in, fam. It's going to be a thing. Here's my sexy schoolgirl outfit. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, school boy. I don't know. I don't know. No. No, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> that doesn't mean shit to these people. You don't know. I know. It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's it's cool. So anyways, back to the story. <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> mother of three, Latoya Amons, stop laughing, and her mother. Yes. All right. So we got four people. We got three kids, two boys, one girl. Uh-huh. Latoya Amons, the mother, and then we have her mother, or aka grandmother. So five okay. people. Five. What did I say? You said four. <laughs> <laughs> five people move into a a why the fuck did i put cottage into a rental home at 3 carolina street in gary indiana and of course uh gary indiana has like the highest rate of homicide well just fii that's not something Be- i wanted to know yes um it is also like the third of the people in gary indiana are below the poverty line that makes more sense yes. i don't like it because yes. that, that makes sense as to why they would stay in the house. Okay, proceed. Yes. Okay, there's no history of the house, by the way, just FYI. Um, we're going straight out of the gate. The history okay. of the house is before the documentary, which is still the possession that happened. I hate it. Yes. Okay. So, immediately, right out of the gate, the screen-enclosed front porch of the house was swarmed with black flies, even though it was the dead of winter. That shouldn't happen, especially in the porch. No. Should not occur. They would, like, kill them, like, get them out, and they would just keep coming back. Almost every single night after midnight, the mother and grandmother would hear footsteps coming from the steps from the basement up to the kitchen. I don't like that either. So they would hear footsteps come all the way up. The door would be open, and then they would hear footsteps coming into the kitchen. Uh, They would creak the door they would, you know, crack their door open to look and see if there was anybody in the kitchen. No one would be there. They would also check the basement. No one would be down there either. They would even go as far to lock the basement door, but they would still hear the footsteps come up and through the kitchen. Can you just, like, not, though? How, oh, about, it how about no? It gets worse. One night, you already know all this. Correct. No, but, but play it up for me. But play it up for me. Oh, always. 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 <laughs> always. 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 What, one night... The grandmother said that she felt a strange presence and awoke that that awoke her from her sleep. She looked out her door only to find a tall, 
black shadow pacing back and forth in the living room. Can I just tell you that I already have chills thinking about this? Just like, Good. and I definitely thought I saw something out of the corner of my eye less than five seconds ago. So like, that's cool. It's because you took your glasses off. So shh. <laughs> so she later found muddy boot prints in the living room, which I did tack on to um, my notes. Those definitely look like boot prints. Oh yeah, like which is crazy because those are one hundred percent boot prints that they don't they don't have boots like that. They almost look like it's in the snow though, instead of like on the linoleum. Unless they have really shitty linoleum. Have you seen how shitty linoleum gets? Yes, because my mother has shitty linoleum. So fair. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Linoleum gets super shitty. So they didn't um really make a big fuss about it. They didn't, you know, have a whole lot of money. I mean, you, know, you really kinda... you really can't when you're you renting your property. And if it's cheap, like, you deal with the bullshit, right? Right, right. You know, <laughs> like, you know, leaky leaky faucets, um, busted appliances, demons. If it's cheap, you just keep your mouth shut, you know? That's true. That's true. As someone who has leaky faucets, I got you. I understand. Yeah. My rent is cheap. I have shitty faucets. It is what it is. It is what it is. So yeah. they kept quiet about it until one evening in March of 2012. Friends and family had gathered at the demon house, or just at their house. At the Gary, warn. Indiana home. Yes, the Gary, in- the lovely Gary, Indiana home. The home, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to warn the passing of a loved one. So oh, that's sad. Two- yeah, so it's about two in the morning. Gross. That's, yeah, LaToya was checking on her kids. The-, the story's a little, you know, it's it's one of those things like who, who you ask. But the, the moral of the story, 2 a.m., uh, kids are being checked on, and her 12-year-old daughter is hovering above her bed, unconscious. That's not what's supposed to happen. I don't think kids levitate naturally when they sleep. Um, <laughs> you know? I'm pretty sure, like, I don't have kids, but I'm pretty sure that's, like, a consistent thing that they don't just, like, when Guardia Leviosa themselves out of bed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm uh, pretty sure. Well, well, apparently Harry Potter was in her closet because she was levitating her ass out of the bed uh, awesome cool the family the Great. family gather around and, <laughs> yeah the, the family gathered around and prayed sorry a very loud car went by and it scared the shit out of me oh no i was laughing at the the family gathered around the like floating child and we're like yes this is what we do now I no like jesus <laughs> god no they started praying like same in, thing oh my god uh she awoke and had no recollection of the fact that she was floating okay so she didn't wake up like midair no she was out okay cool yeah so at this point when the family reached out for help no one wanted to touch her with a 10-foot pole absolutely not the only suggestion they gave her was to this is what i found this was i didn't hear this in the documentary documentary um Whatever, I'm drunk. Uh, they told her to pour ammonia and bleach throughout the house. That's the weirdest sentence I've ever heard in my life. They told her yeah. to stop some sort of weird child floating to pour ammonia and bleach in the house. That's what I found in a couple of articles, and I was like, I don't know where the fuck that came from. But this one makes more sense. Uh, to draw crosses on the doors with okay. olive oil. With olive okay. oil. I'm following. And then and then to also do it on uh, the children. Cool. Yeah, cross which, your children. To which my question is, I've always wondered if you have to have, like, organic olive oil. Like, does that... 
Fine pressed version olive oil is the only thing that will keep the ghosts at bay. Cold, cold pressed version, extra virgin, extra, extra virgin. extra virgin, virgin Mary, extra virgin. We don't talk about sex in this house with our olive oil. It has to be extra, extra virgin olive oil, cold pressed, special olive oil, organic, imported straight from Italy, blessed by the Pope himself. It has to be twenty dollars a bottle, or it doesn't work. My mom would buy that shit. Um, <laughs> God. So, of course, uh, what this church suggested didn't do shit, because obviously here we are telling the story. So the Amons brought in two clairvoyants that claimed that the house was possessed by over 200 demons. That's a lot of demons. So it's either that the house was possessed by over 200 demons or the power level of the one demon was over 200. Not quite 9,000, but close. <laughs> We're getting there. It wasn't. It wasn't Satan himself. So you know, it's I mean, not over nine thousand. I'm cracking a lot of jokes, but humor is how I deal with like freakouts and trauma. So like, just bear with me. Yes, absolutely. I crack yeah. jokes. Yeah. Um. So there was no way for the Am- Ammons to leave as they didn't have enough money to break lease. So the only thing they did was uh, face the muse. Just That's so shitty. It. Like That's really fucking sad. Like, I get it because I've been there, man. But like, oh boy. Right. So Latoya tried to do her own exorcism on the house. Uh, under the suggestion of the clairvoyance, she made an altar in the basement using an end table and threw a white sheet on top of it. She put a white candle and statues of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus on the table with a Bible. She tried that. Because most of the shit was happening in the basement. At yeah, the I time, mean, like, good apparently. effort. Right. She wore white, burned sage, and apparently sulfur, and read passages from the Bible. However, hey, hey, dickhead, <laughs> pull on my fucking carpet. Oh, okay, he's getting the zoomies. That's why. Sorry, I know that was. <laughs> I just see you look over and I hear, hey, dickhead. <laughs> He's calling up the carpet. I'm gonna fucking pay, lose my deposit because of him. I already paid forty five extra dollars for your ass. Hey, cat, fuck you. Don't fuck up my carpets. Okay. Anyways, so funny. I'm sorry. Proceed. An- anniversary episode. Woo. <laughs> However, her her stuff that she, her own exorcism stuff that she tried to do, uh, mate. If you hear paper rustling in the background, it is the cat. I'm so sorry. <laughs> However, this made quiet for made quiet for three days, made things quiet for three days, and then things got worse in the house. Oh no, it got worse. The children started to levitate. Press. We already, we were there. No, it gets worse. <laughs> they get their asses thrown. Across oh the Jesus house. Christ! The children started to suffer more in the house. Latoya would find her children speaking in tongues with eyes bulged in a voice that was too deep to be their own. That's um, not how that normally goes. In in the docu in the documentary, I remember this and I wrote this in the notes. But this this happens in the documentary. Um, the uncle uh, said that one child would start talking in tongues, stop. Then the next child would start talking in oh, tongues, yeah. and stop. And the next child would start talking in tongues, then stop. And they were all like eyes rolled back. That's like, fucking not really... gross, by the way. Yeah. How about no? Uh, her daughter at one point claimed that she was always being choked to the point that she couldn't speak or move. Ma'am? And she would also hear a voice that would tell her she wouldn't live for another 20 minutes and would never see her family again. That's not what anybody wants. Anybody. Nobody. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. Her youngest son would lock himself in the closet and talk to another boy that no one had ever seen in the house. 
which it was later explained in the documentary that there was a little boy that died in the house. I think if I ever have children, right, and they decide that they're going to lock themselves in their closets, that's going to be immediately like, hey, I respect you, but we're taking the closet doors off. I don't want you to hide in your closet and talk to children that aren't there kind of situation, you know? Right, right, right. mm, Not so good. The other boy would describe what it was like to be killed. I don't like that one. <laughs> that one went from like zero, like, 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 okay, 15 to like a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely. I knew that's that's why I said I was hoping you would spit that water out. So at I didn't. this time. I don't know. One day. I'm strong. At this time. <laughs> drink your water. Shut the hell up. <laughs> at this time when LaToya, um, no, at this time was when LaToya also felt like she was being possessed. Ooh. She described it as feeling weak and lightheaded. Her body would also feel warm, and her body would sometimes shake when coming into contact with anything holy. I don't like that. The youngest was tossed out of the bathroom by an unforeseen force. That's fucking rude. The daughter's headboard up in a very just in an in, apparently just in a way that didn't make sense because this is why it was you know written like oh maybe her headboard fell but apparently crashed onto her face so hard she needed stitches i mean the only way that that would occur like a headboard would come off the wall is if it would like break because typically headboards are like all the way to the floor yeah so right typically it would be i fell into my headboard and need stitches not my headboard fell into me (laughs) i don't like that as somebody who has um crash face fo- face first into a footboard right that, that, that doesn't just fall off no no they don't right. yeah that's how so, you need stitches yeah <laughs> so i didn't write this in my notes but i will say it because i'm sure some people are like how is the grandmother not affected the grandmother claimed that she was watched over or she could not be affected by demonic forces because she felt like there was somebody watching over her and she was definitely a more religious woman and mm. like would consistently do more religious things. So like the grandmother was never bothered, but did hear shit. She did hear stuff. Well, I mean, 100%. yeah, you can you can definitely hear things, but then quite literally it's leave me alone. Here we go. That's that. Yeah. yeah. So Ugh. grandmother was was never heard shit, saw shit, but didn't, you know, wasn't affected. So wasn't attacked. No, she was not. So Latoya decided to have her children seen by a doctor, and she didn't. She didn't know what to do. So she was just like, maybe they're having a psychotic break. No one fucking knows. So <laughs> I'm sorry. She's she's also experiencing bullshit. Like if your kids are being affected by something, like I can understand your first thought being like, oh well, maybe there's a certain type of gas in the house or something funky here that's happening. You wouldn't just get your kids checked out. You would get yourself checked out as well because you're also experiencing the same thing that your fucking kids are. Hello? Well, with the churches not helping, I'm sure maybe a quick access to an official that would listen. All right. Fair enough. Because I, the, I, the, I, it's a documentative, uh, higher official, quote unquote, kind of person. Fair. And also, if something is affecting you and your children and you get your children diagnosed, that gives you a reason to like, okay, I can go and get checked out. So fair enough. Yeah. We, we good? We good? Proceed. Yeah. Yes. You okay with this? All right. Still, I'm not okay with are you, it, but like... Are you okay with the direction of this story that no, it's headed? No, absolutely okay, not. Whatever. I'm horrified. 
So the doctor said that he was actually scared when he walked into the room with the children. What? Because because the boys were cussing out the entire staff and yelling in tongues. That just sounds like the opposite of an all right religious experience. Like that just sounds like the kids are having some sort of like either they're seeing their parent do something that's like not cool or they're just inferring that this is a thing that they need to do or whatever. Like that would be my well, first thought in this situation. Yeah, that's that's what a lot of the speculation was yeah. of like the mother was promoting this promoting this type of behavior. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean like but, just to be fair, that would be my first thought is like okay, something's going on at home that's like making the kids act this way. I wouldn't immediately assume demonic bullshit. So like No, absolutely fair. not. And and the Department of Child Services also did not think child possession. So No, that's never anybody's first thought. No, of course not cuz how often does it happen? Very rare. So in the report written by the Department of Child Services and the police they're they're not in, they're in a doctor's office. They're not in the hospital. Okay. Okay. One of the boys was thrown against the wall by an un- unknown force, and everybody in the room saw it. Mm. After the boy was thrown against the wall, uh, I would think one of the youngest, both of the boys passed out, and nine one one was called for an ambulance to come pick them up. Uh, the youngest boy woke up in the hospital. Both of them woke up, but the youngest one he was thrashing so much that it took five people to hold him down. So I do have to say, I remember when this happened because it was something that was big enough that it made ripples in the religious community that I'm a part of. And I remember very vividly my husband being like, hey, so did you hear about the kid that got like possessed? And I went, excuse me? And he was like, yeah. And like showed me the articles about it. And there's like the proof, like police and like witnesses and like the whole nine yards i remember reading articles about it and being like what the fuck is happening in indiana wow yeah yeah that was that was a fun time i think that was before i met you um or yeah, i would have yeah. been like hey look at this stupid shit that's happening what's going on yeah it's 2012 that's when i graduated high school yeah so. <laughs> oh we did not know each other at that point yeah Ooh. no so also i hated the fact that i'm that old jesus it's almost <laughs> 10 years. you're that old shut up God, you're like God. Years older than me. Shut up. So, old enough. Um, it hurts again because DCS is not going to think demonic, uh, uh, possession, possession, oppression, yeah. whatever. Uh, they were examined for abuse, and Latoya was physio- physic physical, psychology, physiologically. Hmm. Yeah, that word. Ex- evaluated. I got you. Thank you. You're welcome. I will forever suck at English. Nothing came back saying that the kids were abused or Latoya was cray-cray. However, the DCS person talking to the seven-year-old stated that he started growling at her with his teeth showing and his eyes rolled back into the back of his head. Sir? Sir? Again, again. Uh, the seven-year-old locked his hands around the older boy's throat and wouldn't let go until the adults pried him off. What? No. I don't like that. An RN with the grandmother pulled the boys into another room for an examination with a psychologist, and at the same time, a DCS case manager, Valerie Washington. Okay, this is important. An RN. Yep. A psychologist, so two staff from the hospital. Right. The grandmother. Yep. And a DCS caseworker, Valerie Washington. Okay. Okay. Four adults. 
Yes. Two, Two children. children. Okay, they all go into a separate room. Right. To, right, do their thing. The seven-year-old was staring at his older brother, uh, staring him down, and was telling him that he was going to delete him from this world. Whoa, sir. Whoa. To which the to which the older brother, the nine-year-old, started to headbutt his grandmother in the throat. Or, I'm sorry, in the stomach. In the stomach. Was he being, like, held in the room by his grandmother, I'm assuming? I don't... I don't think. Well, I mean, I'm sure that they weren't allowed to leave. Right. So, so I'm, I imagine they were taken into that room, and he was like trying to get away. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. So I the grandmother know. was like, "You're, you're not, you're not my, you're not my grandson. Like you aren't acting like him." Oh, so she like acknowledged so, something funky is happening. Yes. Okay. Grabs his hands. Okay, and proceeds to start praying for him. Yeah, as you do. Or, or, or grabbed one of his hands. Grabbed one of his hands. Okay, remember how I said there was four adults in the room? And two children, yes. And two children, yes. okay? The fuck the children. So four adults. Whoa! <laughs> fuck. Whoa! <laughs> okay, so grandmother nine- is like holding one the younger child, yeah? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. That is happening. Okay. Don't forget that that is happening. Okay. The nine-year-old starts to walk backwards up the wall and onto the ceiling. Older or younger child? The nine-year-old, so the older. The older child. So not the yes. one that is getting held. Not at this point, I don't think the seven-year-old is being held down. No, the the nine-year-old who is having his hand held by the grandmother. <gasps> oh! I, okay. Walk- okay, good with me? Yeah. So the okay. one that is, like, getting prayed for and, like, his hand is being held is walking up the walking wall? Walking backwards up the wall and onto the ceiling. And everybody is seeing this. Four adults. Yes. And a DCS, four adults, including a DCS worker. Well, I mean, a, a psychologist, an RN. Yep. yep. DCS worker, the grandma. Yep. Yes. What with, the fuck? With the grandmother holding onto his hand. Walks up the wall onto the ceiling. He flips over, lands back down on the ground, still holding his grandmother's hand. I remember so vividly when the like reports for that came out and I lost yep. my shit. Yes. So the psychologist immediately ran out of the room. Absolutely, ran out of the room. Goodbye. Okay. Um, I think the RN also ran out of the room. I'm sorry, you don't need medical help. You need Jesus. Goodbye. You need, you need fucking something. So this was put in the official report for the DCS Department of Child Services case, and also when the police talked to Valerie Washington. They put it in their report that that is what she said happened. Yep. Yep. Fuck that. No. So, so, even though that there was no obvious, other than the fact that they were acting crazy, there was no obvious reason to think that the children were being abused, and LaToya did not come back with any psychological issues, the children were still taken away under immediate, like, emergency under an emergency situation. I would say walking backwards up a wall is definitely an emergency situation. Yep. So they were removed. Um, their time away is not talked about ever. I can't find out like what well, happened to them. Well, I mean, that's something that you, you can't release because it's it's protected like, children. for children. Yeah. Right. Like, that's okay. not something you'll ever find unless they yeah. talk about it in the future. Right. Right, right, right. So... You, th- that so that's they're they're gone they're out of the pictures and that's it that's that yeah so however has the hospital staff reached out to Reverend Michael Maginot 
to perform on a to perform an exorcism on one of the children. What the fuck? Okay. Yep. So, uh, but the children are gone by the time he like you know gets the call. So like you know it is what it is. So he he gets the call that there's you know something going on. He needs to come check it out. He shows up to the crib with uh Amons and her mother, the grandmother. Yeah. And starts to immediately feel and experience the poltergeist activity in the house. Uh, he sees lights flicker, la, 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 lights flickering. Okay. Swinging of sh- the the curtains, the blinds. Uh, when there was no wind current, there was AC was not running, and wet footprints on the ground. So he is- wet footprints. Yeah. So like the boot, the like the, the boot same marks. like boot print things. Yeah, like the same thing. See when you when you said wet footprints, I imagine like actual feet. Oh no, I apologize. No, wet no, no, that's okay. Boot, boot. Let's change the F to a B and call it boot. Print. Disgusting. Regardless, proceed. Absolutely. So, Latoya complained of having a headache where Maginot placed a crucifix on her forehead and she began to act inadvertently to the holy object. Yep. Got he you. said that they were under the impression of a demonic influence and they were advised for them to leave and temporarily were they able to leave and stay with somebody else, but they had to come back eventually. Well, I mean, temporarily is better than nothing. It's not ideal, right. but like better than nothing. Right. So at this point, DCS ordered to have an officer accommodate them or go with them to investigate the house to make sure that the place was inadequate living conditions for the the children. Right. So you have to do an in-home investigation to see what the fuck is going on. Right. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So a a one Captain Charles Austin Mm -hmm. and a few other officers, uh, some from the gary indiana department and then another department like one one town over come over and they head and head into the place and they start seeing stuff they can't explain either when they got into the basement austin's light his flashlight was flickering uncontrollably and then just cut out awesome that's what i like to hear yeah he had put fresh batteries in his flashlight that morning and his flashlight just died while in the basement dope that's what i like he took pictures where there was an unexplainable cloud in the picture. Jesus. And he says that they he saw, like, a face in the cloud. No. No, thank plus, you. Plus, another another police officer investigator kind of guy was holding a, a little recorder in his hand, and he caught an EVP where it's very obvious someone is whispering, hey. No. Goodbye, actually. Uh, awesome. Austin took a pic with his iPhone, and he said it seemed like there was dark silhouettes in the picture. Ew. So they had enough. They were like, no, we don't need to keep doing this anymore. When he left the house, he claims that something followed him. The seat in his car kept moving back and forth so much that the motor in his seat broke. That is so rude. That is so rude. Because imagine if it breaks in the wrong position for you to drive. Right, right. And also when he had, like, stopped at a gas station, he had his radio playing in his car and apparently just went to full-blown static. And he thought Absolutely someone was in his- not. He thought someone was in his car. Absolutely not. If it goes to static, you just abandon the whole car, set it on yeah. fire, start new. Sorry. I'll have to remember that piece of advice in the future. Yeah, your so- car broke. Just try again. 
Yeah, after this was all said and done, he became a believer in the paranormal. Like, he had experienced a lot of shit on the Force. Like, experienced seeing a lot of stuff. And he said this one was, like, hands down (laughs) the roughest thing he has. Yeah, one of the roughest things, period, he's ever had to deal with. So, Reverend Maginot shows back up to do another investigation. But this time, he's with Austin, the police, a... a, uh, Nope, the same one. A DC, the same DCS agent, Washington, Latoya, and her mother. So, I just, I just want to put a, a like a little like snippet here. The documentary, documentary says one thing of like who was there, what situations happened. Uh, this article says one thing, and the situation was happened. Uh, like who was there when this happened? Blah blah blah. All of these events occurred. It's just a matter of a combination of people that were there. Certainly, yeah. If that, if that makes sense, it does. So, yeah. I kind of kind of got like a depends on who who you ask situation, but the events that I am talking about, they all happen. It's just I I kind of got like a mixture of when, who, what, when, where, how confused. I don't yeah. know. No, I mean that's fair. Okay, so Maginot thought that there was a body buried under the staircase, and several other people thought it was <gasps> really weird. Several other people thought it was weird that there was a dirt plot. In the basement underneath the staircase. I do remember that. Okay. Yes. When the rest of the basement was concreted. Yeah, that's fucked up and I don't understand. And even uh, Austin, Captain Austin, saw a pan like kind of underneath the staircase where you couldn't really see unless you looked. But he Mm -hmm. saw like a little like um, one of those like disposable tin pans. Yeah, like bacon Uh, sheet things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Disposable baking sheet with like a candle in it. So they were like... Either someone's buried there or someone did, like, a ritual there. Right. Either way, it's time to get the body checking machine for ground. Right. That's called a shovel. No, there's a machine that can, like, ultrasound the ground. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't watch TV with true crime bullshit, do you? I don't watch true crime. No, Yeah, no, 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 no. There's a thing that you can, like ride this bitch over the ground and it tells you if there's like a heat signature that could potentially be decomposing body fun fact disgusting anyways yep. no they brought shovels this was 2012 they were around in 2012 uh, oh my goodness uh, whatever we'll, we'll talk about it so when the police <laughs> dug a four by three foot hole they found a pink press-on nail i hate it a white pair of panties nope uh, one one source says kid socks. Another source says uh, socks with the bottoms cut off below the ankles. I'm done with either one. No thanks. A a lid to a cooking pan, <laughs> and a weight to an old timey drapery cord. Oh, like a okay. counterweight. Yeah, but on yeah, a drapery yeah, cord. yeah, yeah. It just yeah. it took my brain a second because my my grandparents had those kind of drapery cords with the weight, and it was just processing. Okay. Yeah, so wow, that's weird. That's what they. Yep, that's what they found. I I don't know. I don't know. So the group eventually they they're going through the house and the group finds a sticky substance or or an oil on in the house that would specifically drip from the window blinds. They wouldn't drip from the top of the window blinds. They were dripping from the center of the window blinds down that's, the window blinds. That's really strange because I can't there's no way in my brain to explain what that is other than like something paranormal. Um yes, so they they cleaned it off. Yeah. And they went and checked all around to see if there was leakage, what whatever, right? They checked everywhere to find out um what was going on. Yeah. And they didn't find anything. 
So they just they cleaned it off and they thought that the grandmother was doing it. They're like, well, yeah. if she's doing it. So they they cleaned it off. They put a a Q-tip in the door, very bottom part of the door, barely sticking out, and closed the door. So if the t- if the two Q sorry excuse me Q-tip was on the floor, right. that would mean that somebody opened the door, right? That makes sense. Yeah, that tracks. They, they, yeah, they closed the room for about 30, 30 minutes to forty minutes, right? They cleaned it off, left, right, set it up. Came back, the Q-tip was still there, opened the door, and the oil was back on the blinds. That's really gross, because I don't yep. know what it is, and it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. Um. So, at this point, Valerie Washington quits the case. Reasonable. That is the smartest thing that anybody has done so far. Yes, she quits. Now, the next DCS case manager, uh, she, rena- she remained anonymous in... The documentary, but the article that I found named her of a Samantha Illick, mm-hmm. and she was the new case manager, and she came into the house and saw the oil as well. Yeah. When she touched it, her pinky went numb and turned white, because I guess she just touched fam, it with her pinky. Fam, why would you touch it? They took a picture of it. Her finger was very clearly white than the rest of her fingers. Um said it felt broken to her and then about 10 minutes later she she said that she felt like she was having a a panic attack left the house and that was that i also would have a panic attack after touching weird oily ghost ooze ghost ooze ghost ooze so that that was that so uh uh maginot insisted that the house be exercised at this point uh requested the church's blessing didn't get it uh however so so he did a minor, did a minor, uh, two-hour ritual on the house and Latoya, because she she was oppressed at this time. So the police officers were there, and before before Illich left, she was still there. So okay, when we retra- when we retract that, so Illich was still there up to this point. So after the exorcism that Maginot performed, Illich thirty days after the exorcism. Had third-degree burns from a motorcycle. Whoa. Broke three ribs from a jet skiing accident. Bruh. Broke her hand when she, I guess, accidentally hit a table. And broke her ankle when she ran in her flippy floppies. How the fuck do you break your anky in your flippy floppies? Like. I don't know. Ask her. I guess she slipped. No, the only answer is that a ghost reached out and yanked your anky in your flippy floppies. Because yeah. there's no way you would break your fucking ankle. Also, does she just live like a particularly dangerous lifestyle? Motorcycle, jet ski, flip flops. Like that all sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like I don't know what's happening, but like ugh. a jet Girl. ski, motorcycle, flip flops, a table. Yeah, yes, no, absolutely. All of this those girl- are very She's- dangerous. She's living a wild life and needs to cut the bullshit. Absolutely. Apparently, like, she table. needs to, like, trim the fat, calm it down. Like, I don't know what's going on, but, like, girl, are you okay? Those flip-flops, the answer's, man. The answer is no. She broke a lot of bones and got fucking burnt. <laughs> Several bones. Also, like, why would you doing something that, like, because what was the period of time that she broke that? 30 days. 30 days after. Within 30 days, she went jet skiing and broke her hand and then she was like or excuse me no 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 which one she went on a motorcycle first and then was like fuck i'm gonna go jet skiing because i i i got third degree burns let's go jet skiing and then she broke her fucking 
other bits. And then she was like, oh, no, I need to walk in my flip-flops. And then danger happened. Why would you do one after the other is my real question. Why wouldn't you do one after the other? YOLO, you know what I mean? Because one bad thing already happened, you need to sit at home and heal. Bro. I'm sorry. If I burnt my... Uh, probably leg, you know, because you, your your uh, legs are more than likely to touch the exhaust and that's where you get burnt. Um, you don't really think anything of it. Okay. No. All right. Like, that's and fair. Then, like, a, the jet ski accident, sure. Like, after that point, I'd be like, yeah, we're not going to do that. But then, like, busting your hand accidentally hitting a table. Come on now. I mean, alcohol was probably involved. Let's be real. Probably, probably. And then the flip flop thing, like maybe she had a little bit of moisty moist between her and her flip flop, and then <laughs> moisty moist between her and her flip flop. Moisty maybe, moist. Maybe she's a particularly sweaty individual, and it just so happened that her feet sweat, and she tripped. I think. I think you're just overlooking or looking too far into this. I think not necessarily. I'm gonna be looking just the correct amount. Listen, the next time you you have an accident, like you break your fucking finger, I'm gonna be like, Mm-mm, no more flip flops for you, ma'am. No more tables. No, 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 no. no it wasn't flip flops. It was doors and a table. Actually, no. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. After you broke your finger, no more flip flops and no more tables for you because we but, we don't want any potential. But I also <laughs> didn't decide. Oh, I broke my finger. I guess I better go on a jet ski. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to the story. Yes, please. Spook me. Continue. Maginot performed a second exorcism, this time with the blessing from the Catholic Church. I guess more shit went down and it was just like, no, please. Please, please, please. He Exorcise. got immediate approval from the church. So with that, Latoya also looked up names of demons and shit that they do to try and figure out the names of the demons that were torturing her in the house and the kids to use in the exorcism. So gotcha. he did the exorcism on her, but Latoya was having a hard time hard time joining in because of the pain she was experiencing and the convulsions. That's concerning. She eventually passes out. That's very concerning. Yeah. Or passes out. Machino says that she fell asleep. I think it was involuntary sleepy time. I was about to say, it sounds like an involuntary nap to me. Yeah, from from the demons, because that that wasn't the end of that. She had to like com- like continuously be but we'll, we'll get there. So Though LaToya and her mom continued, no, excuse me. Though LaToya and her mom moved to Indianapolis, they got out of there. They did eventually leave. They returned to Gary for court hearings for her children and cleansing her soul from Maginot. So it took a couple more sessions to kind of like get it all out, right? Oof. DCS did return her kids in November of 2012. So this was a full, full year that this all happened. And the kids returned to a normal life and had shown no more signs of demonic possession. Thank goodness for that. Yes. So anyone living in the Amon's house, no, excuse me, anyone living in after the Amon's did not experience any supernatural activity. That was- What? Yeah, that was really weird. Um, There was, there were squatters in the house. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, the owner of the house didn't care, you know- to get more tenants for the place, I guess, from the recognition of what was happening. So he had squatters in the house, and the squatters in the house said nothing was happening in the house. Um, though it sparked, like you said, enough interest in the one and only Zachary Bagel Bites. <gasps> My favorite. And he purchased the house. My dude. 
what the fuck. So we're going to get into the documentary a little bit, the documentary a little bit. Um, I'm not going to cover all the finer details of it. I, If you have access to it, which it's on Discovery Plus. Please watch it. And if, if you're a student, it's like $3 a month. Yeah. It's like super cheap. It's so worth it. Totally worth it. So worth it to watch that one episode. It's really really good it's really it's spooky. really fucking good and spooky the 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 music that they put into it i absolutely hate that's what makes it the worst so zachary buys the house to do this documentary 15 out of 10 mr bagel bites you and your choices in purchasing i appreciate it so the house and its hauntings made international international recognition. Like there was articles over in like I think Italy and France that came out about the whole thing. So a bunch of people were calling Zach being like, yo, yo, have you heard this house, bro? Like bro. get on it. So he purchases the house over the phone. Of done course. deal. Yeah. Without ever stepping foot on the property. Hello, I would like to pay you X amount of money. May I own your property? Thanks. Now, in the beginning of the documentary, Zach uh, uh, like tells on the thing that he has a nightmare about a 12-foot-tall demon <sighs> in his dreams that comes to him. And he says it's, he describes it as a goat man, a very tall goat man. He also gets a text from a psychic um not really he never he wasn't like talking to the psychic he gets it out of the blue warning him about a very tall very badass demon that is inhabiting the place and also describes it as a goat man awesome zach never told anybody about the dream he had that's gross gross so so remember that hang on to that for a second so though though get though zach gets the house he tries to do an interview with amon's that family but they all decline any interviews with the ghost adventure team however the brother of latoya says that he agree he he agrees to an interview so he hops in the car with them and goes on a ride to talk about what happened uh he apparently at one point took latoya and the kids in for a little bit and he was the witness to the demonic shit the kids at one point were trying to hurt each other and they all had to like restrain the children because they were beating the shit out of each other absolutely fuck not sir you have done a service ha yeah uh some of the police officers that came to check out the house quit their jobs and moved from the city absolutely not the original dcs worker caseworker washington valerie washington that i mentioned she also quit the case when she spent time in the house and moved away from how traumatic it was that she had PTSD from the situation because she was the one who watched the kid do the backflip. That's fair. So yeah, I Zach, couldn't do that. Yeah. Zach had the interview with her on the on the documentary and she was like, yeah, I left. It was a huge factor of why I left. So the home inspector that came and did the inspection on the house uh, for Zach was almost hit by a falling tree while Jesus driving Christ. home. Said he was also choked by an unseen force and also developed cancer shortly after this. That's not okay. Father Maginot was thrown from his bike very, very unexpectedly. He was like, one, he, he described it as one second he was on the bike, next second he was on the ground and he had no idea how he got there. Jesus. When he got back to his bike, his seat was at a complete 45 degree angle. Fuck off. That, that didn't make any sense. Uh, Captain Austin, when he came to interview with Zach, he slipped and fell on the ice after being interviewed. And then shortly after this interview happened, or shortly after, I think, after the documentary was, like, closed, said and done, uh, he was also shot while on the clock do on a 
on a call. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so he had some shit happen to him. For a little bit, Zach was having speculation that the house wasn't haunted. Okay. People were saying that Amon's made up this bullshit. Yeah. And there was later talk of a movie deal happening because I think at one point Zach was being threatened like he didn't yeah. have the rights to this. And Zach was like, fuck you. You don't get to threaten me. Like, you don't have a right to do, like, you don't have rights either. And I have rights. Yeah, fuck no you. I own to- this house, bitch. Right, and there's no rights to the rights of the story. Like, what are you talking about? So, apparently they went and asked uh, the Amons if they were uh, in cahoots with a movie deal, and they said yes. So, Oof. he was just kind of like, is this the cash grab deal? Like, is this yeah. what's happening? What the fuck? The squatters, like I said, in the house said no shit was happening. However, one of them, one of the squatters in the house was like, uh, like, we can sit down and talk about a deal. Oh, my and God. I'll tell you what's been happening That's in the house. That's fucking and crazy. Then, no. Yeah, and then and then Zach was like, the other person said that nothing was happening in the house. Why are you saying that there's stuff happening in the house? And he was like, well, that's... That's uh, that's her story. That's not my story. It's oh my like, god! Oh, okay. Are you just so trying looking... to look for a paycheck, you weenie? Yeah, kind that's of. That's ridiculous. So that's that's why he was kind of starting to think that this was all bullshit. Yeah. Uh, an inspector said that there was mold. The same inspector that got got almost got, got wrecked. Yeah, said that there was mold and carbon monoxide that was leaking into the house. Oof. So obviously that causes you know dizziness. Yeah. A whole bunch of other health issues, right? While Zach is at the house doing his jam, past a, a past tenant shows up with the house uh, with her kids, with her three kids, and they give kind of like a little insight of what happened while they were there. Uh, the woman said that her brother used to live in the basement, but he was shot and killed. Whoa. She had dreams that someone that she knew close to her was going to die, and she had like vocally let everyone know that she had that dream. And that was like before her sibling died, right? Right, right, and Jesus so Christ. no one, no, no one believed her. Thought she made it up, and then her brother died, and then it was like really tragic, and it sucked. No, that's really shitty. Two days after visiting the house, one of the daughters that came into the house and touched the Venetian blinds that had the oil dripping down it, yeah, she was possessed. Fuck off, and, and tried to unalive herself. Jesus Christ! So she had to have a little, uh, a little um, exorcism session <laughs> with Maginot, right? Mashino is a good boy, saving people. As yes, he was a good, good guy, good guy. So as Zach starts to do a preliminary investigation of the house, like he starts bringing in some people, um, those who were brought into the house, so like cameramen are now in the house. It's not just him, and he brings in um, another uh, PhD science guy. Yeah, they start acting confused okay. when they're being affected. Like, they start acting really strange, not normal, like, they don't know what's going on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, like I said, a paranormal investigator, science, PhD kind of guy, kind of a nerd, uh, brings him in and he starts doing a lot of, like, um, EMF detections, electromagnetic yeah. fields alike, but, like, from the earth, like, bigger, like, on a bigger scale, not, like, like one of those, like, little boxes yeah that they carry around like actual like bigger equipment that he brought to measure and he wasn't finding anything weird in the house so he starts acting a little bit lost and dizzy and he starts wandering around the house like he doesn't know what's going on uh zach also said that his eyes were hurting a little bit oh and he zach was also getting really angry and not knowing what was going on yeah a cameraman that 
he didn't know it at the time, caught an unexplained shadow. Oh, I remember seeing that on the documentary, and it freaked me out, and I screamed. Yep, that was disgusting. I never Uh, scream, and I screamed. The that cameraman starts to start acting weird through the surveillance cameras that were set up throughout the house, and he wanders off into the basement. Fuck that, dude. Absolutely uh, not. When they get back into the hotel, the cameraman starts going absolutely fucking ballistic in the hallway. Uh, he says he saw the goat man in the elevator. Nope. I have I have I have chills now, and. No one knew this, but the doctor in his room was also having his issues in his own hotel room. And Ooh. later, when the doctor got home, he started to suffer from multiple organ failure. Awesome. Because that's what you want to hear in your people that visit the haunted fucking places that you just paid for. Cool. Right. Right. So he... Which he was so funny because when he was like laying in the bed, he was like... We can't, we can't explain it, but it's so it's so weird that it's happening at the same time. Like, even though he was like, what a fucking nerd. I, I looked it up at a uh, couple when we first watched this documentary yeah. together. He was still alive. So yeah. I don't know if he's like passed since then. And now that's only been a couple of months. But, I, I hope um, he's still alive. He, I hope so. But like he's he recovered from the organ failure slash all the organs that he had were infected. Mm he had infections Oof. so he he kind of like survived that but still has health issues damn but it is it is what it is so in the last 10 minutes of the documentary to make a long fucking story short zachary seals himself <laughs> in the house and yeah, he does he seals himself in the house he takes plywood drills it okay drills the plywood over every single window yep. in the house like and a then fucking psycho and has the cameraman drill plywood over the door. Like, I he I can't... get why he does what he does because, you know, like, drama sells. But, like, buddy. He would have ran out. Buddy. He would have ran out. That's why he did it. I mean, I get it, though. So... I absolutely would have been like, absolutely the fuck not. I'm done. Goodbye. Right. So he gets literally sealed in the house. He kills off all the lights in the house, and he inv- he walks around the house in complete darkness. No. Um, at about, I think, midnight, he starts hearing a little bit of stuff happening. Mm. Uh, hears, like, a woman's voice, um, and that's kind of about it. But he's definitely, like, freaking out, having a hard time with it. And not until about 5 in the morning, he ends up making his way into one of the back bedrooms, and he's sitting on the bed. And it's kind of like he hears something in the living room, like footsteps. Oof. And an audible growl yep. is heard. He hears it. You hear it over the camera very clearly. Uh. Scares him so bad, he, like, jumps back on the bed, throws the camera down. It becomes unfocused. And you see a massive black shadow. Even though it's unfocused, you still see it in the camera. And he says that it, it, it comes out of the wall and walks across the hallway. It scares him so bad he throws his crucifix at it and kind of like lunges backwards even yep. further. Absolutely not. No, thank you. I'm good. That was, yeah, that was the last thing to happen. <sighs> However, he says that his eyes start hurting so bad, um, he can't see pretty much. Like he's just having such a hard time looking out his eyes. And he gets so mad that he's like stuck in the house. He starts throwing shit all over the house. Oh yeah, because no, if you're in pain, like at that point, no. Mm-mm. And you can't leave, and you're stuck in there. Yeah, so, fuck that. Um, 
they don't say what time they let him out, but he does get out. He, at this point, the pain in his eyes, he gets double vision. His eyes cross and he can't help it, can't stop it. His eyes cross over. He starts having double vision and he is diagnosed with what is called diplopia. Yes. Diplopia. Okay. Which is aka double vision. He has a bunch of MRIs done in Las Vegas and California. He sees multiple doctors trying to figure out why the hell he uh, all of a sudden has double vision. And no one can explain why. Yeah, it's really strange because that's more like a childhood disease or, or diagnosis, like something that you have that you grow out of, not something that you get when you're older that's right. common. So, like, right. Ugh. So, he was offered surgery. However, there was a pretty good chance that he would end up blind from the surgery. Yeah. So, he now permanently has to wear prism glasses to correct his eyes from going cross-eyed. Yep, which really sucks, too, because he already had bad vision. So, he has to wear contacts now on top of his um, glasses. So, like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So, after everyone took a toll on that house... Um, because a lot of, like, even after everyone getting interviewed, it came out, like, even after his investigation that, like, shit was happening to people, he tears the house down. That's uh, the probably the most reasonable thing Zachary Begobice has ever done, is just yep. tear the fucker down. Done. Yep, he ha- ha- hires a uh, excavator to rip it the shit up. He um, has the house sent to a landfill, yep. and for some strange fucked up reason, he has a storage unit with some of the things from the house for the drama and the the putting it in the fucking place in las vegas his museum oh yeah he yeah, stresses yeah, me out in his museum a little bit yep so that is demon house it is no more it was tore the fuck down and uh that is that it's gone good but, uh people people still go there and do um satanic rituals. oh for sure for <sighs> sure people stress me the fuck out jesus christ well Thank you for that terror. Thank you. The spooky. You're welcome. Thanks. I'm so tired. Me too. Yeah. I also am tired. It's a little later than either of us expected, I think. Uh, yep. It's uh, yeah. 11.30 my time, 10.30 your time. Yep. It's a little, it's a little late. It's a little yep. late. So that's the anniversary special. Thanks. Thanks for coming to our spooky episode. I had fun. I hate it. I had a lot of fun, actually. Oh, I freaked out. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, come at me, motherfuckers. Like, it's fine. Oh, it must be nice. Yeah, it's fine. This is great. I'm just gonna go upstairs oh. and go to bed. It's fine. I'm gonna put my I put my bumbo way away. Aha. Uh-huh. It's a type of Vietnamese soup. I'm gonna put it away and go to bed. That's reasonable. It's late. <laughs> I had to take my contacts out. Ha ha ha. You do that. Okay, yep. cool. So okay, this was a time. This was fun. This is why we don't do two to three hour long episodes. <laughs> we're already at we're at three hours unedited. I, I know it's <laughs> it's gonna be a, a time for you. Bless you. I hate it. Yeah, it's bless all right. you. That's what the clickers the clickers for that nobody hears. But okay, cool. <laughs> um, if you want to check us out, uh, be sure to head on over to w no not www no just haunt no, her barely know her dot com. There you go. Um, I think we also have dot net and dot org. I think so too. I claim those two. Yes. Never mind. Uh, we have episode lists. Uh, if you want to submit a topic, we do have everyone's topic. Uh, we just yes. wanted to plan the anniversary episode first. Yes. Um, so we will we will start tackling uh, the three 
uh, topics that were submitted to us. If if uh, they are long enough, we'll cover them. If Yay. not, we'll give you a 10-minute we'll briefing on it if yeah. it's not long enough. But, but we got them. We, they're in the shoot. They're coming at you. Uh, if you have a ghost story, please be sure to submit it at our email. Um, or you can slide into my Instagram or Zoe's Twitter and you can Jimmy. just type it up there. Whatever. That's cool, too. Um Oh yeah, do do be sure to hit us up on our social media, uh, Instagram and Twitter at H H I B K H podcast. I'm on Twitter or, and Katie's on Instagram. Also, if you want to hear my haunting, do it. Please be sure to head over on to Homespun Haints podcast. That's where I told the story about how I haunted my own place. Get it? It's pretty cool. It's been a long time since I talked about that at the beginning of the episode, so I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool uh dope we done yeah thanks for listening to our anniversary podcast those of you that have been here the whole time thanks so much those of you that have come along the way also thank you so much so happy to have you uh please interact with us we're friendly sort of so here we are yeah we 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 might be a couple days slow to respond yeah but uh, we'll get to you (laughs) <laughs> but but pan- pandemic's got everybody a little weird right now, True. and uh, we do apologize if you know sometimes we get a little overwhelmed from the simplest things because things yes. are weird still. So, okay, cool, ready? Yeah. Uh, haunt her. I barely know her or any of the spooky shit that ever happens. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>